0: From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail podcast with your hosts Mark Redmond and Mike Narcolinus. And welcome to episode five of the Jumping the Rail podcast, Narge. I didn't think we'd make it to five.
1: We're here. We've done it. Now, now we instead of throwing up four fingers, we've got to throw up five. Ah, uh, there you go.
0: So I am Mark Rebin, and I am joined, as you just heard him, from my co-host and tag team partner and loyal devotee of the Boston Red Sox, Mike Nargillinus. Go Sox! And I can tell you definitively that to Narge, this show cannot end fast enough. <laughs> Because as we record this, we're about an hour and a half away from the first pitch of the wild card game with the Yankees and the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, there's not much uh, more important things in my personal life other than my family, professional wrestling, and the Boston Red Sox. And me. And Yes, and Mark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you always got to put me up there. But, uh, yeah, it is playoff time and all three of us are big baseball fans. We're going to catch the game after we're done. But... Right now we, we have need to, uh,
2: we need to congratulate the Texas Rangers on continuing to be dumpster diving every single year of their existence.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, it's uh they've come a long way since Oda B. McDowell and Ruben Sierra. And as a loyal Cubs fan, I can sympathize.
2: And we had that little spot there where we uh allowed ourselves to lose to the Cardinals, which was kind of disappointing there. And we had a, <laughs> we we were there, man. Yeah
0: although the Cardinals have never won a postseason series to the Cubs, which I'm just going to leave it at that. So baseball talk aside, it is wrestling time, and it's been, uh, it's been a week, the last couple of weeks here, Narge, with uh, some
1: developments. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, you've got a couple of things listed here. I'll let you get into it. The first one's the G1, which is pretty pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, the G1 Climax in New Japan is in full swing right now. They uh, have gone, I think, their sixth, uh, sixth night, the other night, and right now I'm gonna get into the uh, standings just real briefly. And in the A block, there are two guys at the top of the list with eight points, which means they've won four matches each so far, and that is Zach Saber Jr. and Let's see, Ray Khan. And Kotobushi has 8 points, and as does Kenta. So they're all kind of neck and neck with the top of the block on that side. And it's kind of a two-horse race in the B block. Uh, Okada, the be-all, end-all in New Japan, has 10 points, as does Jeff Cobb, who, if you remember, is my pick to win the tournament.
1: Yeah, you would said that last time, and yeah. it sounds like he's on he's, a good uh, path to make that happen.
0: He's been running through the field, and Sabre Jr. was on a heck of a roll until the last night of the competition. He lost to Ishii in the tournament. But before that, he'd been submitting everybody, beat Shingo, who's the world champion right now, beat Ibushi. So he's been on a, on a real roll. And the tournament's going to pick up again, I think, I want to say on Thursday. They'll go back to the next... Uh, next night with the next B-block or A-block matches. So I'll be keeping tabs on that. And
1: uh, Mark, for those that don't know, how long does the G1 last? It lasts about a month. It
0: uh, started, I want to say, the beginning of September, and it'll go till about mid-October.
1: And does the winner get anything?
0: The winner gets a title shot at the you know, Wrestle Kingdom event in January, which is like New Japan's version of WrestleMania. And who is the champion? Right now the champion is Shingo, who's in the tournament. So odds are he, he won't... Uh, Win the tournament, the champion rarely does, but he's actually got something else going on. Will Ospreay was the former champion and he had a neck injury, so he had to. They stripped him of the title, and he's still carrying the belt around now that he's back in action, kind of claiming himself as the official world champion. So I've got to imagine there's going to be you know, a, a unification match at some point with them.
2: Do, do they actually have the current champion wrestle in the G1? Yeah, every year. It seems counterintuitive because. I mean, then, and I'm just talking sp- from a sports perspective, why would you put him in there when he, you know he can't win, which means that's kind of a, I don't know.
0: Well, they've done it before where they've had the champion lose before Wrestle Kingdom, so then if he won the tournament, he would get another shot.
2: I would let him sit and rest on his laurels and be like a cheerleader or maybe cheer on somebody and coach somebody. to. Well,
0: another thing they do is whoever wins, like, say, for example, Sabre Jr. pinned Shingo or made him submit, so he will get a title shot out of that. So this is a good way to determine contenders for the championship also. So
2: you could have this person take him out like in round three so they'd get a title shot down the road right? and then the winner of the tournament gets the first title shot against him and his belt is not up for contention during this competition.
0: No no championships are on the line during the tournament and every singles champion I think except for Jay White is in the tournament and that's kind of the deal with all of them if they lose whoever pins them will get a
2: shot at their title after the tournament. So I have a sneaky brown Eminem this week i want to know how many of our listeners pay attention to the japanese wrestling system league what are they called again
0: new japan pro wrestling is new japan pro
2: about. wrestling i'd like to know how many of our listeners follow that either they view it on youtube or tv or whatever fight however it's broadcast but how many of you guys actually pay attention to it because mark knows a lot about it which i think if, it, if the word wrestling is involved I, although I don't know if he knows anything about mud wrestling. That may not be his thing. But all the other forms of wrestling, he seems yeah. to know a lot about. So I'm just curious how many of our listeners actually know a lot about that. And if so, tell us a little bit about what your feelings on the New Japan are.
0: Well, I'll tell you somebody who's a big fan of New Japan pro wrestling.
2: The
1: good con. The good con.
0: Actually, I call him the Bruiser Brody con because he's goodish.
1: bada bop pam. Where's my rim shot? I was going to say, I don't have the fancy button. There it is.
0: <laughs> so moving on, we have uh, other developments here. There was a report that came out this week that uh, in uh, AEW, you know, uh, the Young Bucks and Cody and Kenny Omega are officially executive vice presidents. But the report that came out in is that Tony Khan pretty much runs everything and they're EVPs in title only. They don't have a lot of responsibilities anymore.
1: Yeah, I'd heard, I'd read that article, and then I'd also read another article today that that wasn't necessarily true, but then I had heard another one, um, and I don't remember who it was offhand. It was a, a talent, former talent, Hall of Famer, who had mentioned that he thinks you know Tony in the beginning maybe was a little uncomfortable with making decisions, yeah, and has now since become He's, more comfortable. Yeah, uh, it was Conan actually. Um, that makes sense. Who had sent us a message on Twitter the other day? Yeah, Conan's got a podcast.
0: Yep, we followed him on uh, Twitter, and he sent us a message. I think he sends it to everybody. but asked if we listen to his podcast, which I do.
1: Yeah, and uh, I heard you said it was pretty good. It's pretty so. good.
0: Yeah, him and uh, Disco Inferno.
1: But um, Conan, the way he had worded it was that in the beginning, Tony was unsure of these decisions, so he's leaning on the guys who know the business. Mm-hmm. Smart. As times have went on, uh, Tony actually reached out to Conan at one point and asked him about a storyline and things like that, and he thinks that Tony's becoming more comfortable in his role and wants to take more control, uh, you know, and direct yeah. responsibility for how things play out, which makes sense. I mean, he's the sure. one putting the money down. So
0: Yeah, and Tony, if you want any more help, you know, I am available. Just hit me up on the... Uh twitter machine
2: i was going to suggest tony maybe hook us up with an interview one day because that'd be kind of badass i mean he is is, we were right kind of a legacy from our area guy right yeah we're we're in tony's
0: backyard we're in tony town as Narj likes to call it (laughs) so who knows? maybe we can make that happen sometime that would be badass so the other big story this week is the uh, wwe draft happened over this past friday and monday and narge did you see any of the uh goings-on there?
1: I did. I got to watch a little bit of it. Um, I caught a lot of it on Twitter afterwards. Um, but I saw the, the bigger names come and go, and I, yeah. I, I there, there were some very good moves, and I think there were some head-scratchers, and there were some what-ifs out there. I mean, there's yeah. a lot to talk about there. So Yeah, the thing that
0: struck me is I think the uh, women's division really took a bath in this draft. Because as of about two months ago, there were, what, what five tag teams in the women's division? And in the draft, all of them except for the champions got split
1: up. Yeah, everybody's going somewhere yeah. else.
0: I mean, Nye and Shayna split up before the draft, but like uh, Mandy and Dana are on separate shows. Uh, Roxy, and, or Shotzi and Tegan Nox got split up in the yep. draft. Uh, Natty and Tamina. So, yeah, they're they're kind of having to rebuild the women's tag team division from, uh, from the ground up, it looks like. But, yeah, the usual suspects, you know, Roman went first and then – to a SmackDown, which was not a big surprise. Big E went to Raw with his title. Charlotte, Charlotte was a bit of a surprise. She went to SmackDown. But what I heard is Fox specifically requested Charlotte to come to their show. Which, you know, can't really blame her. She's the best women's wrestler in the world, probably.
1: Oh, I'd agree, yeah, she's, um, she's up there. There's, there, there's mm-hmm. ladies nipping at her heels, yep. but she is the best, so. Yep, and then, um, and then
0: with that, the man came to, came to Raw with the SmackDown women's title. Uh Becky Lynch.
1: She did uh I read an article today about Becky there, uh from our buddy. Why why can't I not remember? I've been sick for the last three days, folks, so I apologize. <laughs> oh, our buddy Vince Russo. Uh, Vince um, Russo said that Becky Lynch is just terrible on the mic, can't cut a promo, and I agree with him. I I don't think she's, she's very good on the she's mic. She's not
0: a strong promo, but she's got that charisma factor that people seem to get behind.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: But what she lacks in promo skills, her husband makes up for in spades in Mr. Seth Rollins, who's also going to Raw now.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And Well, and I noticed a lot of the couples are together. Yeah. Uh, Bianca's coming over yep. and uh, Montez.
0: Com- yeah, Carmelo came to Raw with Graves.
1: Yeah, he made it very clear he was, he was excited very happy. about that last night. He was over the moon. <laughs> God bless
0: him. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into more of this stuff uh, in our uh,
1: our next segment, our, which our is next... right now.
0: Yeah. Our Calling Spots segment. And the question is, who do we expect to have the biggest impact out of all of the guys and girls switching brands in the draft?
2: So let's start with, <clears throat> you got Raw? We got Raw, we got SmackDown. Okay, so who, and who do you think that got moved to Raw is going to have the biggest impact, Narge? Who? Um,
1: well, let me see here. To be honest, I think it's going to be Big E. He is the champion right now. This is going to give him uh, that the US, Raw has always been the mothership, right? I know SmackDown's on Fox, but Raw is the the main program of WWE. You've drafted Big E over as the world champion. Everybody's wanted him to be the champion for a very long time. Very so, well-deserved. Very. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, honestly, he's going to have the biggest impact. I really think he's going to hold this title till so, WrestleMania, to be honest. I don't think he loses it. Until WrestleMania. So was was he the champion in
2: SmackDown to begin with?
0: No. No. He uh, was on SmackDown, but he won the Money in the Bank briefcase, which gives him a shot at any title he chose. Okay. So he cashed in on Bobby Lashley on Raw for his title about three weeks ago, I would say. Yeah, so he'd already made an impact. So he'd already wrestled in Raw
2: before he was drafted to Raw. Right. Okay. So
0: this just kind of made it official.
2: I understand. Okay. Mark?
0: Who do you believe? I think out of all the people that got moved over, I think it's going to be Seth Rollins. I mean, he's going to be huge for the younger talent that's there to work with. He'll probably carry over his feud with Edge since they're both gone to Raw now. And he will make a very viable challenger for Big E very soon, I think, for the uh, WWE Championship.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Seth, you know, he did his thing on SmackDown for a while, but I think he's due again to come around for that, that main yeah. event spot. So. Yeah.
0: And if you watch, did you watch the uh, Broken Skull sessions he did with Austin after the pay-per-view? Uh,
1: I haven't seen that one yet, and I've got to catch up on it. It's, I've seen all the others.
0: It's really good. He gives a lot of insight into what he wants to accomplish still in his run. A lot of cool stories about breaking in and getting into WWE. It's it's a good watch, I
2: suggested, on Peacock, guys.
1: I've enjoyed all the other episodes. I yeah. think that's a must-watch. So. Yeah.
2: so you think Seth Rollins and Big E – for a championship at some point down the road. I
0: think that's going to happen, yeah. yeah
2: where we, where we, so. where are we projecting? Next month, 6 months, WrestleMania I, down the road, what do you think?
0: I think Royal Rumble. Royal be, Rumble, that's my prediction. I Narge? think Rollins will challenge at the Royal Rumble.
1: Um, I think Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble and challenges Against at WrestleMania. E? Oh, well, he, no, wins, he actually the, wins the Royal Rumble, Rumble match. Yeah, the whole the, match the, the, yes. yes.
2: Yes. Okay, so now moving over to SmackDown, who do you think Mark will have the biggest impact by being moved over to SmackDown.
0: If I had to pick one, I would say it would be Sheamus. I don't Ugh. there's I know you're not a <laughs> you're not a fan of Sheamus, but I, I mean thought,
2: I thought we saw him at the uh, Hall, didn't we? He was one of the guys we saw. He's he had a lot been of around swagger, forever. A lot of swagger.
0: But you have to admit he's wrestling better now than he has in years. He's doing some of his best work. He had a good run as the US Champion. He's said he wants to have the Intercontinental title to get his Grand Slam, so it means he's going to probably go with uh, Nakamura first and foremost for the Intercontinental title. But uh, yeah, I think he's one of those guys, you could put him in any role, as, you could put him with a tag team, you could put him in the world title hunt, you could put him in the Intercontinental, and he's going to do great things, I think.
1: Okay, and Narge? It, this is a little tougher call for me because I think SmackDown got the Raw end of the deal, to be honest, in the draft. Yeah, I don't think they got as many big names as Raw did. Um, so the one I'm looking at is the NXT call-up uh, Hit Row. So there's a, a group of four there, mm-hmm. and they were building some solid steam on NXT. Yeah. Uh, the big guy, what's his name? Top Dollar, Top Dollar, who you may recognize from the treasure hunt show they did on A and E. He was the guy that was taking folks around, actually. Hmm. Um, I have not seen it. You haven't seen it? Yeah, it was on A and E, and they'd go around with wrestlers and find lost artifacts and things like that.
0: I think the Podfather was on that show once or twice.
1: He might have been. Yeah, you, I think. Conrad are you suggesting listened. Nick Cage wasn't available? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no. No. National Treasure. He's here. only done
2: like thirty-seven movies this last year. So. <laughs> right.
1: But uh, those guys, from what I understand, they're allowing them to cut their own promos. They're not uh, having writers currently. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of trust there with them. And I think I think they're going to be a focal point. I hope they don't go the, the route of sanity. A big group call up and then yeah. it just turned into a joke. I'm hoping. Yep. I think these guys have some smoke behind them. I,
0: I think you're right. But I do want to say I do. And she seems like a very nice girl, but I hope they don't put B Fab in the ring anytime soon.
1: Yeah, no. She
0: needs a lot more seasoning.
1: Yeah, let her stay on the outside, but let these I mean, Isaiah Scott Swerve, yeah. he can work. So he'll oh, he'll be good. Yeah. Um Adonis, the other guy, yeah. he's
0: a hell of an athlete.
1: So I, I really think they'll have the biggest impact as far as a new name to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to see what Ridge Holland does as well. I know he was getting some yeah. momentum. So it's the su- NXT guys I'm excited about.
0: Yeah, I was surprised that Dunn didn't come up with him. Like, they didn't ha- keep it as a package deal because they had a really cool uh, setup going with them.
1: Well, one of the big rumors was Walter. Was yeah? Your guy, like you said. Walter. He's He's been hanging in the States, and that was the rumor yesterday, and it didn't happen, so... I'm kind of hoping we see him show up on NXT. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing Walter and uh, yeah. Braun Breaker throw down.
0: Yeah. And also another NXT called Zia Lee.
1: That was another name I would have mentioned. Yeah, she's, uh, I think she's going to do some good things in yeah. the women's. i like to see her in Charlotte.
0: Yeah, she's the first uh, Chinese-born superstar, if I'm not mistaken. But I could see her going with uh, Shayna Baszler, who also got drafted to SmackDown. They could have a pretty fun match, I think.
1: Yeah, and Shane is starting to get some of that uh, that, that back. fire back. Yeah, yeah that yeah. she had before yeah, she that, lost with Nia. There,
0: mm-hmm. she kind of broke the shackles off and they're letting her be her and just wreck people, which I'm all
1: for. Yeah, so. no, I think it's going to be good stuff there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. I know, yeah. you know, we talked on the last show that you you said you think Vince is feeling more heat for Monday Night Raw. I think he's now feeling some heat for maybe the Fox executives. And I really do think a e w is putting a little pressure down. I'm sure there's a little yeah, uh, you know, with the recent signings, I mean, it seems like every day you turn around, we're talking a e w because of who's coming over, but like somebody said at some point that who's coming over thing you're gonna get burnout on that almost it's yeah. a, somebody well, talked the other day going m- run dry, yeah, somebody talked the other day of too much surprise, it's like, yeah. oh, 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 at what point are you like, oh you know, yeah, and I think we're almost there.
0: So yeah, at, at the risk of sounding crass, the, you don't want to blow your load too early on uh, on this.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, Tony, he's he's, he's kinda going NWOWCW where every other week we were turning around and there's a face show. Yeah. So, um I, I still think there's a couple more names he's got that are oh, yeah. gonna show.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. But
1: uh I'm hoping he spreads them out. So
2: Yep, yep. All right. So one thing I noticed is I'm assuming there were a few women in the draft? There were, yeah. It's, um... uh, from just in general, who do you think making a move in the ladies wrestling, either direction, pick one lady you think is going to have a, the best impact in the new division they've moved to?
1: Uh, Bianca Belair, for me, going to Raw. I think she, she was the champion on SmackDown. She won the belt at WrestleMania last year. Yeah. Her going to Raw again puts her on the top show, or what as fans perceive as the top show. Right, right and right, she main evented Monday Night Raw last yeah. night.
0: And don't forget, she won the Royal Rumble this past year too. So yeah, she's got a lot of she got a lot of steam in the office there. I'm gonna stick with Shayna Baszler in SmackDown. Just uh, if she keeps going the way she's going, she's the most legit fighter to use the term on the roster probably in the women's
1: division. She could legit probably beat. Um, oh yeah. All of the females and maybe and some of the males. Most of the guys, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> because uh, for Marco's information, she uh, trained and runs around with Ronda Rousey. Okay. So she, she has the, MMA, she has a, the UFC stuff loss, going yeah. on. I yeah. got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Trained, uh, trained by Billy Robinson, the old uh, shooter of oh, yeah. the AWA. So she's got, uh, she's got all the credentials if they let her be herself. And I hope that they're on the track of letting her do that after the last few weeks.
1: I think so, yeah. I think that's where they're pushing her, getting her back to that badass level that oh, yeah. she had. Yeah. I mean, she was almost untouchable two mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, so. th-
0: then they made her bite Becky and get scared off by Alexa's dolls and all that stuff.
1: While we're on the whim, I mean, let me ask you this. So, shout out to Ronda Rousey. Congratulations to her new yes. baby. I.
2: Couldn't pronounce the name. It's, I believe
0: they've been calling the baby Poe. My wife follows her on Instagram. Oh, so it's, okay.
2: it's not something stupid like smothered pancake blueberry. No, it's a Hawaiian okay. name. It's a Hawaiian name. <laughs> it's got cool. about 30 letters in the name. It's yeah. very a couple, <laughs> long. A
0: couple of apostrophes. In um.
1: There. With that said, though, I mean, this was her plan when she left. Yeah. So here's the baby. Do we get her back a year from now, similar to Becky? I wouldn't mind seeing Rhonda and Shayna. We haven't seen that, and I think no. that's. You know, that, yeah, that's something that, that they, could, could, they could do.
0: That could happen. I don't think she's, I think she's still technically under contract. To I think WWE. so.
1: She's got like, it's like an appearance. I don't know if it's a year mm-hmm. thing. I is, think as it's much a Brock as, deal, I think. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Brock and the draft, he is actually officially a free agent. He didn't get drafted by either side. And if you listen to Brock, Paul Heyman arranged it so he didn't have to pick one or the other. He can go to whichever shows he wants to. Is he
2: still under contract? Yes. Okay. So yeah. I was going to say, otherwise, we know where he's headed next. AEW. <laughs> I don't know that he'd go. No, he's I think Vince certain takes down. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, cool, yeah?
1: Cool, But the free agent thing, saying that Paul helped him out, that kind of plays into the storyline yeah. here a little bit with him and Roman, obviously. Yeah, he's,
0: probably, I, he's playing my games with Roman yeah. by making him think that Paul's a double agent, as it were.
1: Is, is, is my favorite wrestler Goldberg a free agent? I would assume he didn't get drafted. So, So Goldberg can come and go as he pleases. As long as he
0: doesn't successfully murder Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia, he can probably still come and go. He
1: just has to make sure he asks for permission to leave the old folks' home to come out, right? I mean, you got to make sure it's okay for him to be out past his bedtime.
2: Ouch. Uh, Be nice to Goldberg. I mean, Goldberg.
1: (laughs) I, I, I legitimately I
2: legitimately. Like I just want Goldberg. to point out that if he showed up here, he could kick both your asses, and I would probably just film it. He probably would.
1: <laughs> I honestly, a lot of people give Goldberg grief. They hate to see him. I love it. I love the nostalgia. I think the style that he tries to work is he's 15 years too late for that. Yeah. I think what they've set up at Crown Jewels, the right way to go no with the barred. no holds barred. It needs to be a street fight. I mean, that's what it needs to yeah. be. Him and Brock did that at Mania, right? And uh, a couple um, years back, it was no old Bard. Th-
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that's the,
1: yeah, where he didn't put him through the wall, and they it was his longest match at the time. Five so.
0: spears, four F5s.
1: Yeah, but, it's, I mean, that's the way to go. You don't want to see him no. wrestle. So. If
0: you're looking for a five-star match out of Goldberg, you're barking up the wrong tree.
1: Now or Or nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. So unless it,
0: you put him with Regal back on uh, Nitro.
1: <laughs> Regal made sure he was getting a five star match. Yep. This is more proof you
0: don't want to mess with Regal. No.
2: All right. A little bit of late breaking news as in it was out yesterday. I'd been watching this. It has nothing to do with wrestling directly, but maybe you've heard of it. The uh, what do they call it? The International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, I A T S E which are the people that do a lot of the work, not the not the not the entertainers, but the the film people, the the board people, the uh, the grips, everybody that actually is part of the production that isn't an on-camera person. These people have a, a union, mm-hmm. and number one, uh, just brief reading around, apparently they do a lot of work with the WWE, but they authorized a strike this weekend. Oh wow. So, uh, did you guys hear anything about that? Have you heard any buzz on the WWE or any of the networks about it? No, I haven't heard anything about that, Narge. No, that's, this is the, the this is the obviously breaking news. All right, so anybody listening that has any clue about how the IATSE strike, which they've approved it, they haven't gone on strike yet. I think right now it's more of a, uh, a negotiating move. We right. are now approving a strike, which means come to the table, agree, or we go on strike. Right. Anybody that might know how this might affect both, well, any of this, but let's specifically look at AEW and the WWE because there are people that work in the industry that are under that union, and right. they may just be the locals. But if the WWE rolls into Champagne and the IATSE locals are on strike, then the WWE may not be able to put on a show because I know at the U, a lot at the, uh, U of I they're not going to let non-union people yeah. be part of it. Well, so, I can
0: I can tell you that uh, when they go to Madison Square Garden, they have to use their people, and they have to pay an arm and a leg because they do not allow wrestling promotions to have their own people to do any of the uh, stagehand. Right, and like that's that. kind
2: of where I'm at here is these guys that are going in every town doing this, this thing could could affect them. But like I said, it's the it stands for the uh, International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, which to me defines more than just... You know, it, it, I learned about this through a friend who works in Hollywood. A couple of them that are working in Hollywood and they do stunt work and they're mm-hmm. actors and actresses. So there's a lot of that. But I just I, I thought there was a bridge there somewhere. Maybe. Yeah,
0: that's definitely something to keep an eye on, our uh, Marco. But we're gonna move on for now to our rights and wrong segment, and we're gonna stick because it's the top story for WWE. We're gonna stick with the draft, and I want to mention a couple surprises that came out of the draft this uh, past couple days here. Thank you and. Number one, I think the biggest surprise, and you'll agree, was uh, Olympic gold medalist Gable Steveson got drafted to RAW last night with the last pick of the draft.
1: Yeah, I had to do a double take. I wasn't paying a whole lot of, t- of attention at the TV at the time, and I looked, and uh, kind of out of nowhere, he just announced his signing with WWE two, three weeks back. And from what I understand, he's still in college. He's going to finish his senior year. He's going to wrestle at Minnesota. So I'm not sure when he's going to have time to do this. Um, or if it's just, you know, for publicity's sake, I'm not right, sure. But
0: right. Maybe they're just locking him down. So once he finishes up, I mean, I don't even know how extensive he's trained for pro wrestling right now.
1: No, yeah. I don't, I mean, you know, did, uh, let me ask you this. Maybe you know Kurt Angle, when he came over, how much pro wrestling training had he had at that point?
0: Uh, he had some, he did a lot of uh, training in Memphis before okay. he went to WWF. Like, on the main show.
1: So, he'd already, he'd done something. Yeah. See, and I didn't know that. I wasn't real sure. I'm never, never a huge Kurt Angle fan. I right. know a lot of people are comparing this gentleman to Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, the gold medal's an obvious
1: uh, flagged Yeah, I mean, compare. he didn't do it with a broken neck, though. No, that's true. <laughs> There's only one he man made... that can claim that. That's right. It's true. It's damn true.
0: <laughs> and, uh... So, some of the other names well-mentioned, uh, maybe not big names, but uh, Jinder Mahal got drafted to SmackDown, I believe it was. Yep. And he got to bring Shanky with him, his giant uh, sidekick that ran away from the sword. But, uh, <laughs> the sword. The, but the other guy, Veer, is going to be on Raw, so they're splitting up that, uh, that act.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. And, Marco, you'll appreciate this. Veer, you remember the movie Million Dollar Arm with John Hamm? I do. Veer is the guy that movie is based on. He was oh, okay. the $1 million arm guy. Very nice. So, Very nice. So he's, he doesn't look anything like a pro baseball player because he's like 300 pounds now. But but yeah, that's his uh, claim to fame.
1: Well, speaking of teams getting split up, which I think this is a good one, is uh, Mason T-Bar. Yes. And from what I understand, T-Bar, who most folks listening should know, was Dominic Dijakovic, uh-huh. um, tweeted out something interesting the other day using his old uh, saying, I guess. I don't remember what it was. Feast Your Eyes, maybe? Uh, yes, Feast Your Eyes. Yeah. That's what he said. Now people are thinking maybe he gets maybe to go back to his old gimmick and we, drop we, the man, eyeliner.
0: We can, we can only hope. I mean, Slapjack got to go back to being Shane Thorne, even though he looks like Crocodile Dundee now. <laughs> but uh,
2: Does he carry the knife? I don't think he has the
0: knife. He's got the hat with the teeth in it. But as I understand, that was his idea. He pitched that to Creative.
1: That's a terrible idea. Well, it's his idea. They letting him go with it. So, <laughs> if you're listening, Shane, terrible. Um, <laughs> we'll yeah. see how you, it goes. You did bad. I think Mia Yim. She's back to she's that. Back. She's yeah. not. Re- she's not working right now. I don't know. No,
0: she's still uh, recovering. I think she had COVID issues yeah. maybe some injuries. But, but I think who? of that
1: whole group. Mia Yim. Yim, okay. I thought Yim. Mia Ham, I'm like, who is, is engaged player. or married to engaged. the bear the Bearcat. The Bearcat, Keith Lee. Terrible name. I told Mark that. Mark I'm, said he liked it. I'm okay with Bearcat. It's a it's a
0: nice shout out to Bearcat Wright, it was one of the legends back in the sixties. I told and Mark Keith he's Lee the only one that like, knows that. Keith Lee looks like a bear cat. <laughs> he's huge and he's agile. And he could he could pull
1: off the name. I'm glad he grew his beard back. Yes. He looked, he looked like Fat yeah. Albert without it.
0: Yeah, and for all we know, that could be another case. Like, you know, Nicky Ash pitched the superhero. Shane Thorne pitched Outback Jack or whatever he's calling his gimmick. Oh, yeah, anything's so possible. Keith, Keith Lee might have suggested that because he's a student of the, of the game. He knows all that stuff.
1: Being from Texas, he knows the Bearcat, right? Let me ask you this. Who do you think gets lost in the shuffle? Because I have one name that stands out to me who, who was kind of, you know, Gaining some ground, but I really think he's going to get lost in the shuffle here.
0: Hmm. That's a good question. Who do you think it's going to be?
1: I think it's Karrion cross. You think I, so? Yeah, I just I don't think. They they, they haven't mentioned it. His, he's just It seems like it was just kind of an afterthought. Even in a lot of the articles, a lot of the draft talk, he's an afterthought. Um, another one that I'm worried about, and I think it's because he's got the rumors behind him leaving at the end of the year. K.O. As Kevin Owens, yep. he came out last night. He did. It was you know it was his it was, thing. But. It was almost a
0: throwaway segment with KO last night. Yeah, but I think it might have just been something to, keep, to fill time.
1: It, it, it seemed like that he did something interesting on Twitter too. Raw called him a dynamic uh draft pick, and he said a dyna what? Obviously uh-huh. a little wink wink at AEW Dino. Yeah, he's, so. he's good at trolling the internet. Oh yeah, he's always had a gift for that. Those are two guys I'm concerned are going to get lost in the shuffle. I hope not. I'd like to see. Cross, the only thing he needs to lose is that mask and those suspenders, but, uh, and he needs to bring Scarlett up yeah. if she's available, and I think yeah. that would really elevate what he's doing. I'm not doing.
0: sure what uh, the deal with Scarlett is. Uh, also, congratulations. They did just get engaged not too long ago. Well, yeah, congratulations so, to, to them. Top to Karrion Cross and Scarlet.
1: Lucky man.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the plan is with Scarlet if she's going to come up eventually or, or what's going on. But, uh, yeah, so there's uh, there's a few... Th- I, if I had to pick one guy that might get lost in the shuffle, I'm going Ricochet
1: on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, He's got no I was 24-7 surprised.
0: guys to chase after on SmackDown. Uh, I don't know where they're going to put him.
1: Right? I was surprised he got actually announced as drafted during the show. I thought he'd have been an after show. the One of the Raw Talk. Yeah.
0: Like supplemental picks.
1: And like somebody had said, another Twitter person said, either if you're going to send him to SmackDown, you got to put him into a title picture... Otherwise send him to Raw and put him in the Hurt business. Yeah. And that's not gonna happen because no. the Hurt business is all on Raw. Right, so right. I, I agree with you. And he's another person who, you know, the contract rumor is that's running out soon too. Yeah, so
0: you never know. So moving on, uh getting into AEW a little bit, we uh we have a new TNT champion and he is living proof that Tony Khan listens to our podcast, Narge. That's true. Because the guy you said is probably the most underutilized guy in AEW, Sammy Guevara is our new T N T champion, beat Miro on Dynamite last the,
1: week. The Spanish God, a fantastic match. A I really match. enjoyed it. I yeah. think uh I think Miro won took one to the fellas at the end there. It was <laughs> yeah, a, I think he so. <laughs> legitimately took one. Yeah. Um but good for Sammy. That was a great moment on a big dynamite. They really built that yeah. dynamite up.
0: Yeah. It's fitting that they did a TNT title switch on the night they were celebrating Brody, who really kind of really elevated that TNT championship when he had it.
1: Oh yeah. No, it was it was it was a great moment. Um that that whole show was fantastic. You know, you don't have it on here, but I know what your favorite part of the show was. <laughs>
0: was it uh stop or my arn will shoot anderson <laughs>
1: yeah yeah arn uh you better never try to rob arn anderson or yeah. take his car cuz arn's packing
0: yeah he <laughs> said as much on his promo made cody look like a punk
1: yeah i'm from mark so for roy <laughs> you don't know arn anderson is mark redman here's
2: Favorite wrestler, right. he's, he's a legend. We will I'm try aware, to yes.
0: we will try to work that into every episode going forward. Arn
2: Anderson, point. every episode—that's easy. You've done yeah. it so far, but at some point,
1: his protege—he's the coach for Cody Rhodes—right? Lost again, Uh-oh. and Arn essentially told Cody that Cody's the type of guy. If he was getting carjacked, he'd say, "Oh, please don't hurt me. Take my car." Arn Anderson said he'd pull his Glock out, put the put the gun to the forehead of the other gentleman, and spill his brains all over the concrete. And Arn told Cody he was done coaching a loser and he left. left. Off. Yeah. Um, Arn, yeah. this is maybe the most Arn Anderson's been talked about in years. He's got oh, yeah. a
2: T-shirt out now. He's meme-worthy. The, the stop or my mom will shoot parody. <laughs>
1: yes, I've seen that that we've seen it. Yeah, yeah. so. Oh, that was a fantastic was, moment too. I mean, there moment. was a lot of buzzworthy yeah. stuff from the show,
0: and we're going to get to some of that in our uh, heat and shine segment. But, uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on TNT. They uh, this coming Wednesday, their big second anniversary dynamite coming up. Narj.
1: yeah, going to talk about uh, what we talked earlier, not on the show, but outside of here. They've got they're setting up for the big ladder match. Yeah. And they're going to announce the Joker tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, there'll be a surprise entrant in the ladder match. And we both have our thoughts who it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be Buddy Matthews, the uh, former Buddy Murphy in the WWE.
1: And I think it's going to be Jonah, who used to be the former Bronson Reed in NXT. Um, not a wrong answer. Either one of those guys would be awesome. I think, you know, the internet's throwing out Braun Strowman. Bray. It's too soon. You're not going to waste those gentlemen on the Joker. No. So.
0: And you're not going to put Braun in a ladder match.
1: No. You know, and now uh, Jonah is a big boy, but he can work a ladder match. Yeah. He's proven that at one of the takeovers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So
0: he was a uh, in the North American title one with uh, the priest one, right?
1: It's yeah, one of the takeovers. Yeah, that was a it was a good one. He took some bumps in that bad boy. Yeah. Um. You know what else happened on Wednesday? It's not on here, but the uh, the debut, which is a unique way to debut him or redebut him, is Leo Rush. Yeah. He cut a promo that neither of us understood. I was
0: very confused. <laughs> I'm not I sure what know, he's doing. I don't know business, so I don't know what he was talking about.
1: Yeah, he—he's he, the new million-dollar man or tech million-dollar man. I'm not real sure, but it the was a coin man. You know, it was a unique way. Uh, you know, and like somebody said, they liked the fact he didn't just show up as a surprise. He cut a promo. Yeah, I did like that. Um, I just wish it made more sense, and maybe it will going forward. We'll see. I just I don't yep. look at Leo Rush and think, "Oh, this guy's loaded with cash, and I'm going to call him for financial advice." So.
0: Right, right. He's not Alex P. Keaton.
2: No. <laughs> look, but who I'll, is? We're now making Michael J. Fox references. <laughs> Nard is going to hit us with some Back to the Future soon. I promise you. It's
0: important to be timely with our uh, with our references.
2: But uh, on top of that, that's about all I have for
0: AEW. But. Going on to some other things going on, MLW's got a show coming up, Fightland, at the uh, 2300 Arena, the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. ECW. dub
3: EC-Dub.
0: Yeah, I can easily get an arch to start chanting EC-Dub anytime I want to. But oh, the main yeah. event of that show, uh, Jacob Fatu, defending his title, the guy that Marco, you saw at the GCW show we watched. Yes, yes. And he will be defending against Hammerstone, who's their... I forget the title he has. He's like their undercard heavyweight champion.
1: He's a legit looking guy. I don't know oh, a yeah. lot about him, but he's, he's jacked. jacked yeah. yeah. So and he's So been, does he?
2: Does he cross populate? He goes GCW and MLW. Yeah, he goes. Okay. Around. These guys are all independent. They're all independent. Guys, guys, so so they just go to whatever yeah. league they want. Yeah. yeah.
0: But Hammerstone won the Big Battle Riot match a couple months ago. The big. It's like their version of the Royal Rumble. And that, and he's been kind of tailing uh, Fatu for a while. And they're finally going to get to have their match. And there's also on that show going to be a match. I believe it's TJP against Bobby Fish. That'll be fun. Also, we didn't mention that Bobby Fish will be challenging Sammy Guevara for that TNT title on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I'm curious to see if that's a one-off or if he's...
0: Well, I saw something on the picture. Like, you know they do, the picture with the two guys, Bobby Fish versus Sammy. Then on Bobby's t-shirt, there's an AEW logo on it. Oh. So he might be all elite.
1: He could be, and I know Bobby's working the... Um, what's the tournament he's working? We talked about this. Oh, shoot. Uh, no, I can't think of it now. He's in it. A couple of the other guys uh, we like. I think uh, Calvin Tankman's in it. Uh, is it MLW? Is that... that? I'm going to look it I up, Mark. You, you continue with the, next, with the okay. segment. I'm, I'm going to look gonna, it up. I'm going to move on. But uh,
0: GCW's got a big show coming up also on the 9th where Shock and Horror matt cardona is putting his gcw career on the line against uh everybody's favorite effie for the internet championship coming up here and uh effie effie so
1: effie effie Effie, yeah mark's favorite wrestler (laughs) Uh, no so i was right yeah it is mlw it's their opera cup tournament okay so that's it's mlw who we were talking about and this is all the Fightland show so these matches are happening um i'm sorry i wasn't talking into the mic uh, Matt Cross versus Calvin Tankman is the as a match on that, but Bobby okay. Fish is in that tournament as well. So okay. that's one of the nice things about the Good Con is you can work AEW. He opens the door. Don't press the button. He opens the door, and then these guys can go work the independents if they'd like. So,
2: so he's got a, a fairly open policy door policy. With that. yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, and that's really good because it uh, actually leads us into the people's question. And I read this. Actually, this is a good question we got this week. Yes, this is a solid one. Again, from J.R. Black. Ah, J.R. You guys want to give him a little promo talk?
0: My favorite blogger, the author of the Black Page Wrestling blog every Friday on the uh, www.theblackpage.com, BLK page. And actually, I read his one on this past Friday. He did... uh, kind of went into kind of how I think about Sting in AEW. Um, did you get to read the, I it? I
1: did. I took time to read it. And um, we've, we've kind of discussed this idea back mm-hmm. and forth between us. So it was very cool to see he had similar thoughts yeah. that we've shared. So.
2: Yeah, he's All got right. a good well, mind for the business. So he's a good I'm reader. just going to say my point on this. Uh, Sting's a good bass player, an average singer. He should <laughs> never do this. He never That's should have let the point. police. Hey, you send him you a know. message
1: in a bottle and let him know.
2: That's right. That's right. I like how we're all
0: thinking alike, like it's a synchronicity kind of thing. <laughs> but what is JR's question, You're standing question, too Marco? close to me.
2: <laughs> so JR's question is, if you could pick one, anyone currently in the business, and I'm going to double this question because we have 10 minutes, so we're going to go double it here. Okay. Anyone in the business to open the forbidden door and go to AEW, who would it be and who would you want to see them face? Nard, you go first. So I'm, I'm if I'm read, reading this right, somebody in the WWE – Anywhere well, we're going to allow anywhere. them, well, but Khan will let anybody wrestle, so it's got to be somebody on a con under a contract, right? That's your forbidden door,
1: well, or independent. It, it's and essentially anybody who's not considered on the AEW roster. You could right. be in Japan, you could be be a local guy. Right. Tony's open, he's he's had folks a, come on a
0: contract,
1: yeah. A con, he has an open contract. There you go, I like very punny. <laughs> um. You know, and now that we're talking the indies again here, well, uh, first of all, so my son's here, and anybody who listened to the On the Road podcast, got to meet Kyler a little bit, and I asked him on the way, because I've been conflicted about this question,
2: and Kyler said that he would like, oh, why don't you tell him who you guys are like, and I'll see if Kyler's willing to come in and talk his own thing.
1: Okay, yeah, that sounds good. We'll hold I off then. I return. All right. So, go ahead, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and go.
2: All right, well, I think we both have two.
1: Yeah, we probably. got two. I, I may have three now. Hell, so, I don't know.
0: So the first one for me is one of my just all-time favorite wrestlers across the board. He's a former WWE guy, but that's just a a small piece of his uh, legacy in pro wrestling, and that is uh, Mr. Chris Hero from uh, any promotion you can imagine. He's been there, world-traveled, master of all styles, great athlete, and he can work with anybody he had. Feuds with Danielson in Ring of Honor, Punk in Idaway Mid South, uh, Samoa Joe, Claudio Castagnoli, who you know is Cesaro, is there's former
1: tag team partner. And uh, for yeah, anybody that doesn't know what was his name in NXT,
0: his name in NXT was Cassius Ono,
1: which Ter- was terrible.
0: But I think it was just because he wanted KO in his initials because he always threw the discus elbow. Nah. But, uh, but yeah, I think he's my first choice for uh, who I'd like to see come in.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. For me, um, I'll save my second one for here in a minute. I, I said earlier I'd like to see her get back in the picture, and I think this is the way to do it, but I'd really like to see Tessa Blanchard, third-generation wrestler. I'd like to see her show up and do something with Britt yeah, Baker. that's a good one. Um, with her dad already there, I think yeah. it, it it would be a fantastic match. It, it would get her back. I know there's some, some heat behind her. And we'll talk about heat here in a little bit, but I think she – Fantastic in the ring. Ultimately, down the road, I'd love to see her and Charlotte do their thing. Yeah. But, but this is where she should start. Let me
0: ask you this. Would you put her in the pinnacle? Ooh.
1: That. They don't have a woman. They don't have a woman. And they don't have fit. a woman yet. That would be, man, MJF bringing her out. He's going to get hit. I mean, again, she already has this this heat. She's got yeah. this background. You bring, Her dad's in the group. Yeah, it all it all makes sense, and that that's not a bad idea at all. I have those every now and then. But that's how you turn Britt Baker face. Yeah. And she's already almost there. I mean, she's the, over. The crowd the, loves you know her. Um, if it's not Britt Baker, do you bring her to to feud with maybe Thunder Rosa, who's maybe one of the bigger baby face females? In you the could
0: company. do Thunder Rosa. You could do Ruby Soho. Oh She'd, yeah, Ruby. You know,
1: Ruby's be, get a string some wins together the
0: possibilities now. Possibilities are endless. So <laughs> Tessa and Riho could be a very entertaining match. Oh yeah. All right, so right now we are joined by our third man from the On the Road episode, Mr. Kyler is And Kyler, we've been talking about who we want to see come through the Forbidden Door and go to AEW, and your dad said you had a thought, so we wanted to get your thoughts.
4: My thought was Matt Riddle and Chris Jericho.
1: So Riddle and Jericho is a, is a match. What do you think, Nargel? That's not bad. That, two, two unique styles. Yeah, Chris Jericho can work with anybody. I think both of their personalities lead to some fantastic, funny
2: promos. Oh, yeah.
1: So.
0: I can imagine Jericho stealing his scooter and riding around.
2: Tyler, can you tell us why those two? Why do you choose those two people?
4: They're just really my two favorite wrestlers, and they're just really good at wrestling and, (laughs) yeah.
1: No, that's good, bud. I couldn't uh, put it better myself. That's good. And that's what matters. You're, yeah. you're, you're the younger generation. Yeah. That's really all that matters is none of the, half the crap we talk about doesn't. <laughs> the fact that you like them is all that matters. Yep.
0: And that's all the promoters really need to be paying attention to.
1: Yeah. So. What's going to put
2: so the butts in the
1: seats? That's right.
2: So the flip side question, as I told you guys, because we have about 10 minutes in the segment was, so who would you like to see in the AEW Maybe get a shot just to go to WWE for a one-off match. Ooh. But I'm going to ask Kyler first because that way he can get back to his watching the Red Sox win. Yep. So, Kyler, somebody in the AEW currently that you'd love to see just take one shot, go to the WWE to, to fight one match, and who would you like to see them fight? Go ahead.
4: Probably Darby Allen.
1: Yeah, against who?
4: I think Derby Allen and Randy Orton would be a good one. Oh.
1: That would be interesting. That would be interesting. That's that's pretty good. Who would
2: win?
4: Darby Allen.
1: Oh. For sure. I don't, I don't know, know, I know about that. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't mind seeing Randy hit the RKO on that suicide dive that Darby does outside. Well,
0: no. you know, Randy does the back suplex onto the announce table. Oh, he yeah. could get some real hype with
1: Darby, though. He could, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of those bigger guys want to work with Darby.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Good answers, Kyler. Yeah, I like answers. those, buddy. So y'all make sure to uh, comment on the podcast this week and tell Kyler howdy and thank you for his views. All right?
0: Hey, no, hey Kyler, do you have something you want to plug while you got the microphone? You got a, any unboxing
2: videos uh, recently? Yeah, tell us tell us about your YouTube channel real quick. It. There you go, buddy.
4: Go yes, make sure to check out the narch Voyage. Yep. Make sure to subscribe. I did a recent video with how my parents, while they were at... Uh, L- louder
1: Than Life actually so. Yeah, you had an unboxing video and then I added two videos from Louder Than Life, do you remember the two bands that I added?
4: Metallica and Judas Priest
1: That's nice. right, yeah, nice. so I got two live videos on there, the Judas Priest is up to almost 600 views already, so it's taken off, I nice. recommend checking that out, you want to yeah. see those an of old you listening, guy rock
2: Those of you listening, could you agree that maybe there should have been some fuzzy action? I was, I was
1: too <laughs> in the moment, yeah we could talk yeah, about that real moment. quick uh, <laughs> Very. I, in the I was enjoying a couple of mimosas with Fozzie. He played at noon on Sunday, and then later that afternoon, I had a chance to meet the Butcher, uh, Andy from uh, Every Time I Die. So Butcher, did, a- did that W-B picture butcher. get up on
2: our page already? Yeah. I thought so.
1: Very cool guy. I waved my phone at him, and he came over, and we took a pic. Very bushy fellow. Friend. He he is. He's got some great facial hair. I've always told Mark that if I was still wrestling, I, I'd love to look like the Butcher. Yeah. Um, he told me that he was hanging with Jericho before the show. And he said, it's all, you know, they're coworkers. see each other each week. He said, but Chris goes from Chris to Jericho when it's stage time. And he just zones everybody out and he goes into this rock star. He's focused. He's, he's laser focused. And he said, it was cool. He went out and did his thing and then they hung out afterwards, but he gets in a zone. So, so we will put a, a link to
0: your YouTube channel on the podcast so people can see it. And, uh, who knows, maybe we'll uh, keep that going every time it comes up. We'll, we'll plug
2: it for you. Yeah.
1: And we'll make you a big star. What do you think? All right. I think
2: it's more likely he makes us big stars. That's right. <laughs> it's very possible. Check
1: out some of his dancing videos.
2: Those are cool, too. Kyler dances like nobody's business. <laughs> All like, right, Kyler. Thank you very much. You have a good night, kiddo. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Bye. Kyler. All right, so let's give me time to
0: think on a great question. Yeah. It's a really good question. So who yeah. from the WWE do you want to, who from AW wants to go to WWE? You're going to steal That's my answer. Question.
2: I doubt it. And oh. who do you want to see them battle in the right, one match? Right, right, right. I think
0: I've got to go Kingston. Oh? I want to see Eddie Kingston go to WWE. I want to see him fight Roman. Yeah? Just because Eddie will sell everything. And he'll really make it look like he's getting killed by Roman Reigns.
1: That, I mean, he would. It'd be fantastic. The promos would be, uh, hit the promos between him and Paul, the oh, New York thing. Oh, my God, right? Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Um, for me, I think an obvious answer is MJF. And who he comes over and works, I mean, does it, it doesn't matter? <laughs> uh, it could be anybody. I, I was going to say Randy Orton because I thought he could just lay into some of Randy Orton's backstory. Uh-huh. Um, Randy's got some demons. He's got some things in the closet, and I think MJF right. doesn't care. No. Um, and they both work a traditional style match Yeah, that I think would be a solid match. So MJF is the one. I'd like to see him go anywhere. I'd like to see him show up in GCW and do something similar to what Cardona's doing right now.
0: Well, we've seen on YouTube there's a video of a match that MJF had with Nick Gage.
1: And it' fantastic, Great and match. he he cut a promo on Nick being in prison, and he brought out a police officer. Actually, yeah, a, a police officer. <laughs> right. The guy looked like a Chippendale dancer, I think. I mean, the outfit looked like it right. was from Spirit Halloween, but
0: but uh, but yeah, MJF against anybody's a winner, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's never going to happen, but it's nice to it's nice to dream.
1: How much time we got in the segment?
0: We got yeah, a, we got a minute left. Well, Another real minute.
1: real quick, I- independent guy that you want to see come up. We, we, not Mance Warner, not Nick Gage. One independent guy that you'd like to see come up. And it, I don't care if it's AEW Dark, Elevation, just do something Just, a one-off a, just a one-off, a one-shot. Just to kind of get attention.
0: Uh I'm going to give him a shout-out, uh, Alex Cologne, GCW.
1: I like it, yeah. He he can work. He's a deathmatch guy, but he can work. He can work, yeah. Can work his I, ass off. I went between two. I really love Calvin Tankman, who's going to get some MLW. But the guy who's building, I think, a lot of stuff on the indies is Dan Housen. Yeah. Dan Housen's got the comedy factor. He was the guy
0: in the
2: GCW, right? The, yeah. the, he comes out dances yeah. to yep. tequila. I remember him the, now.
0: You know, I'm going to throw some one more at you. And technically, it's Ring of Honor. But, you know, they're not quite the big fish that they once were. I want to see the Briscoes go somewhere.
1: They have to. There was an article the other day that they are maybe the greatest tag team champions Absolutely. of all time. That don't get... The recognition they, they deserve. are loyal
0: to a fault, almost. A ring of Honor yeah. are they related been,
2: to Donnie Briscoe?
0: No. Well, that sucks. But uh, they're chicken farmers from Delaware, like eleven-time Ring of Honor tag team champions. Probably, and for my money, I think they are the best tag team in the world.
1: They look like a couple of guys Mark you'd run into in Grape Creek, Illinois, over Hallbuck Vermilion County, uh, close to us, and that they'd be looking for a fight for no reason. Them that's, boys, yeah, ah. them boys. That's it. They're missing
0: teeth, and but but man, they're fun to watch in the ring. Tough guys. Yeah, a lot of fun. But that's All my right. take. So we're going to move on here. we got our Heat and Shine segment where we get to argue. And uh, Marco, what is our question this week?
2: This ought to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with Mark this week first. And it is, is there such a thing as too much heat in wrestling?
0: Okay, so we're g- I'm going to give a little background on this question. Uh there were a couple promos we alluded to on Dynamite Double A talking about pulling out the Glock that got a lot of attention. Another guy that got some kind of iffy reactions on his promo was MJF who we just talked about when he was talking to Darby Allin and he made a very uncomfortable the, the, comment.
2: The the racist or almost racist or almost sexist no, no. or something. I can't remember what it was. No, but it was a, like I called that.
1: him a, a school shooter-looking mime on a skateboard.
2: Okay. Yeah, who was the one that got in trouble? Like maybe episode one or two we talked uh, about Max the, Caster, that one. But that so be the yet. same same type of thing we're talking about. of that was well, similar. Over the he's kind of taken
1: that trouble he got into and he's worked it into the story now, right? Essentially. Right,
2: right. But no
0: MJF, he's uh, he doesn't give a crap, about <laughs> no? in his promos, and he seems to just really get his jollies off on pissing people off, which he does better than anybody in the business right now. But you think back and. It's kind of a lost art getting heat, like, in promos anymore. MJF's pretty much the only one, really. I mean, there's a couple guys here and there. But if you go back to Piper back in the 80s, he would do the same thing. He would have people just wanting his head. And it would be people that thought that wrestling was real. So they would take everything he said seriously. They'd want to, like, they'd stab him. They'd throw acid at him. Who knows? And then you'd take... You fast-forwarded about the late 90s, Bubba Ray W and ECW, no. same deal.
1: I mean, if you looked up some, some Bubba stuff today, I mean, they'd cancel Bubba. They would cancel I mean, Bubba was, now
0: for what he said in 1999. Yeah, absolutely. But I hope they don't because Bubba's awesome
1: and don't Yeah, don't, don't go look any of that stuff up. Just look up the matches. Don't right, worry about right. That. <laughs> but
0: he would say just the worst things to people in the audience. He didn't care if it was women, men. Not uh, a care in the world. No. and But the ECW fans ate it up they would just they would react accordingly. They didn't think he was the cool heel or anything. They would just get pissed, and then they'd want to see him get tear, torn apart in the ring.
1: I watched a couple of videos last week where he was doing it, and, I mean, fans legit people, threw at him.
0: People would climb down the balconies trying yeah. to get to him. But if you think now, like as wrestling is nowadays, it's a different culture. The fans are different. Like fans, they're almost more entertained by heat spots more than they are angered by them in promos anymore. Yeah. Like you always like if MJF cut the promos he does now back then, they would he would be the most hated guy in the world and people would want his head at the arena. Now he does these promos and people were tweeting about how awesome he is on Twitter afterwards. Well
1: you know whose fault this is? Vince McMahon. No, not Vince McMahon. No. No? I don't know if he's got it on there, but there's one. There's a group of guys that made it cool to be bad guys. Oh yeah, the NWO. The NWO. I mean, it was it was it Hulk Hogan's old
2: group. Yeah, yeah, it
1: wasn't cool to be a Scott bad guy. Hall's old well, Scott Hall's whole group. Scott Hall started it, and okay. then yeah, Hulk and then Kevin ah. Nash. But essentially, there. I mean, they came over and they they wanted to get heat. They wanted to be heels, and as it right. went
0: on, people got he got they got over.
1: They, they you looked in the crowd and there was NWO shirts everywhere, so it was cool to be the bad guy. Right.
0: You know what Vince McMahon would have said to you if you got over when you were supposed to be being a heel? If people cheered you? No.
3: Yeah! Fire! What?
1: I actually read an article earlier about Vince. Chris Jericho had said something about Stephanie, and he I don't remember what it was. He went and did something, and he, he said, I'm not listening to that bitch. She's not my boss. He called Vince the next day, and he said he cut a promo on Vince on the phone in a voicemail. And he's like, I don't care if you fire me, yada, yada, and hung up. Vince called him the next day, and Vince told him, calm down, Junior. He said, you got heat. That's all I care about. Yeah. So, you know, Vince, it comes and goes. Yeah.
0: And back in the late 90s, nobody got more heat in the WWF than Vince McMahon.
1: No, no. Vince was, he was, a, he was a magnet. Yep. And when he was in the
0: ring, he there was no warden on, like, Heyman and commentary or Lawler. And they could say
1: whatever they wanted to. Yep. So are you saying there's too much or there's not enough? I, don't, I, I think we've kind of got off rails.
0: We got off our rails, big surprise. I think. <laughs> I don't think you can... We not only jumped it, we went way past yeah, it. I think that I miss the days when you could get a lot of heat. But in the culture today, I don't think that you can go that far without getting some sort of backlash from the press or from the fans or whatever they'll think oh we got to cancel this guy for what he said like the things that rick flair would say in promos in the 80s he couldn't say now about the women at the at the marriott going to go and Watched
1: him do his helicopter
0: watch him do his helicopter so yeah i i don't think i don't think there's too much heat because i don't think that most people would be allowed to get
2: that much heat well do you do you think though it's just societal in general i mean you're talking about heat but Even in the music biz, the 80s, we had that whole debauchery thing going on that people accepted. But now, people look back and they go, that wasn't cool. Even though back then, it was cool to everybody I think
0: I think it's a change in the times, to be honest with you.
2: An evolution of people's way, society's way of thinking about things? Right. this the evolution of people's social acceptance of, of things. Do you think that at all is costing the business in general? I do.
0: Yeah. It's just it's made everything real cookie cutter you know like i said the fans don't they've blurred the lines between babyface face and heel too much
2: these maybe, days maybe maybe we've gotten to the portion of the pro wrestling world where it's kind of like every scooby-doo effort episode ever where those meddling kids and here comes the mask and ragging the fragging the dragon and we're done <laughs>
1: yeah. that's a that's a way to put it
2: so right.
0: so that's my take Narge, what do you think
1: i i don't think there's i, I don't care about society views to be honest right what i like we mentioned mjf and he's the one guy that stands out to me there's another gentleman who passed away recently and i watched him get heat on the indies up until he died and that was tracy smothers you got him on your shirt there i told you he he didn't care what he said. The, the gentleman came out wearing a Confederate flag outfit, for God's sakes. And he'd share a locker room with a lot of African-American. And he told him, he said, I'm just doing this to get heat. You know, he didn't believe it. That was legit, legitimate. He traveled with these guys. Yeah. It was to get heat. And he knew that. He's like, I don't, I don't feel this way. MJF, what I like about him is he keeps going. He doesn't apologize. He doesn't no. care what he says. I mean, he literally talked about Brian Pillman Jr.'s dad, his mom. His dad's dead. Yeah. He said he was going to talk to him in heaven. He looked down to the ground. He called his mom meth. And he, I mean, and he has never apologized for anything that he said. And there's some stuff that has come out of his mouth where even I've went, whoa. Yeah. And, but he keeps going. And right. back in the eighties, that's what they'd have done. They wouldn't have cared that it kept. I mean, they, I think Piper had talked in his book about trying to get out of the arena without getting stabbed. You know, they, they had to find ways to get out. Yeah. So.
2: I have. So you're saying that sometimes it was like this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and it's still like that today. Like Mark said, there are some guys who they think it's cool. I, I'm one of them. It's not going to piss me off. I think. But there are times where I still say, "Whoa, whoa, buddy, maybe too much." Yeah. But that's the part where I'm like, "You've said too much." Now, now I want to see Brian Pillman Jr. kick your ass. Right. And that's exactly the reaction he's going for. Unfortunately, he's not going to get that from everybody. He'll get it from me because I'm an old school fan. Right. You're going to have new school people who turn in. They're like, "Oh, he was mean. He hurt it. He hurt his feelings." That's not. I nice. don't suppose
2: any of these people get the idea that supposedly somewhere in the big drama of it all, the two guys, two girls, whatever, are no, no, are, that are supposed to compete. It used to be a setup where one guy did something or said something so rude or so unconscionable that the other person had to had to take revenge you know in the name of their family that type of thing Yeah. and you have you're saying that we've lost a lot of that that's that's what i'm understanding is we've we've stopped seeing as much of that because of the political correctness the day of the, the time of the day and all that that mm-hmm. we're not seeing these guys really you know even if it yeah. is an act they're, they're not like going in the for reaction the like they used to that they want from what they're right. saying
0: they want to just get their catchphrases out get the fans to sing along with them as a by t-shirt t you know yeah, here's
2: my t-shirt slogan i right. say it every night say at least it with once me, you know. Where MJF
1: right. he he doesn't wear his t-shirt out. He doesn't wear his merch out. He doesn't he, really right. have a he slogan.
0: He doesn't sell merch. That's what Jericho said when he works heel. He does not sell merchandise. No, there's no want reason to buy his t-shirts.
1: Yeah, and that and that's a great thing. And yep. he, like I said, he pushes and pushes and he never apologizes. And I like that. There are other folks who have cut promos and they've said things. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I said. And it kills the whole character. You can't right. take them seriously going forward. So because yeah, first and
2: foremost, uh, they're actors. I mean, in that no, sense. First they and actors. foremost, they're wrestlers. Oh, no, I meant but, in, the, in the scene, in the, in, the, in the heat thing, they're actors. They're supposed to say these things with conviction so you believe them. And so it comes it, off it's as. It's their job this to convince something. us right. yeah. that he that's legitimately. Acting job. Job.
0: They have to talk the people into the arena to watch them get torn apart. Right. But I'm, I'm going to throw a correction at you, Nard. You know, said back in the 80s they would have gone and not stopped and not had to redo anything. I have a story that I heard from Jim Cornette from in the, like, 86 or 87. I think it was 86. And it was when they had a uh, feud, Midnight Express against Ronnie Garvin and Barry Windham, and Cornette threw a fireball at Ronnie Garvin and took him out for a few weeks. And when he came out to do his promo on TV, he said he threw a fireball, and Ronnie Garvin went up like the challenger. And Dusty was booking, and he was in the, in the booth, and he shut the production down, got Cornette, Called him back and said, "Okay, go back, do it again. Don't say that." So he had to go out and redo it again because it was maybe a month after Challenger blew up.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't heard that story. Um, had he cut that promo elsewhere, would it have got stopped? I guess you know is it is it a Dusty Roads thing? I don't know.
0: I think Vince would have stopped it.
1: Oh, well, yeah, Vince, but I, you know, if it was like the Fritz other Fritz or Eddie right.
0: Graham, I don't know. I can't say that.
1: I mean, you know, I, yeah, Fritz. I mean, look, we, we could talk about that all day long, but yeah. Um, I just don't think it happens as much. I think it happens more now than it did back in the day. Let me put it that way. I mean, a lot of these guys lived the life, they talked the talk, yeah. and they were prepared to back it up to protect the business. You've yeah. heard that, and that was a lot of, you know.
0: Yeah. All right, so this was a good – I want we want to get you guys' take on this. What do you think? Send us to, to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Do Do you think that there's – well, For we're going to do that, questions. can we
2: also have them go to MySpace? I mean, just to cover well, all bases? They can. They're not going to find much on MySpace. They won't find MySpace. I re- learned recently it doesn't actually exist at all anymore. Oh, wow.
0: But, yeah, let us know. What do you think? Do you think there is such a thing as too much heat in wrestling anymore on uh, our social media? We'd love to see what you guys thought. And we're going to move on to our What to Watch segment, which is between tonight and the previous episode, what match from TV we want to recommend you watch or what we saw that really stuck out. And this week we're going to talk about last Monday night's main event on Raw, which was Big E and Bobby Lashley in the cage for the WWE Championship. And uh, I think it was a great match. It was a carryover from a match earlier in the night that they got stopped for interference, so they brought the cage down to cut out the BS. And Big E put on a great performance. So did Lashley. Both guys really busted their ass on this. Big E got the win with a cool – he got the – what I call the big pillow the big ending <laughs> finish off the second rope which looked really cool and uh he you got your little interference from the hurt business in the new day just kind of a throwaway on the outside but the fans were into the match the entire time everybody was obviously behind biggie cuz he's just got the love of everybody right now he's he's the guy on everybody's mind right now is the uh, the uh, WWE champion
1: yeah, long time coming. I think you know Big E, um, the amount of love that was shown to him on Twitter after he won the title. I mean, it's a long time coming for him. We've yeah. said that for years that Big E deserves this yeah. run. So,
0: and I think there was a lot of people nervous that he was going to drop the belt after two weeks and Lashley was going to get it back.
1: Yeah, like I said, I think he holds it till Mania. He's he may main event WrestleMania this year. To be honest,
0: I wouldn't be surprised. Where's he the, from? Do we know?
1: He, I mean, he where's did, he from? Yeah, where's he I, born?
0: Uh, Florida. Florida. All right. Went to play college football in Iowa, but he was from Florida.
1: So no connection to the Dallas, Texas area for Mania, but... No. But um, that's why I was curious.
0: No, but uh, I see big things. Like I said, I think he'll face Rollins at R- the Rumble, and then whoever wins the... I'm thinking whoever wins the Rumble is going to get Big E because I think Roman's got uh, He's got Brock at Mania. He's got to.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, if, if that match doesn't
2: happen soon... It, I mean, it's, it's happening no at
1: Crown Jewel, but I think there will be a rematch. Yeah, Mania.
2: Yeah. So what were the highlights of the match? <laughs>
0: well, the thing that sticks out for me is the finish. Just because you don't see Big E do that move off of the top rope or off the middle rope. He's always just flat on the mat. It's uh, like he puts the wrestler over his shoulder and then just drops straight down, and the guy goes face first into the mat. Is there a name for the move? It's called the big ending. The big ending. The, uh, a lot of people call it the big pillow because basically you're landing on top of Big E. <clears throat> Uh-huh. So it was a very cushiony fall, but it looks is, cool. Is Biggie
2: so. a fairly rotund person? Not rotund. He's no. he's thick. Okay. he's a very thick guy. He's, yeah, he's an he
0: able-bodied powerlifter for sure. So, power lifter yeah. body. Okay, not
2: yeah. not an upper body only. No, he's he's a gotcha. brick shit house. Yeah, gotcha.
0: mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. Then you had, uh, I think there was a superplex off the cage, if I remember right. I think Lashley superplex uh, Biggie, which got a got a big pop from the crowd. You Got uh the hurt business guys trying to climb on, into the cage and getting knocked off. So there's a lot of your obligatory cage match spots in there, but they just they put on a great match along with all of those usual spots.
1: And this well, was the match where the hurt business got back together, right? Oh uh, the night. They got together early, early them, in the night. In the, right? Early in the yeah. night, yeah. So, and so and that was a group that broke up way too soon. Yeah. And I think they figured
2: that out. Yeah. So. What did uh, Lashley do that was impressive at all? I mean, I, I assume he lost since he, he he's lost. now the champion.
0: Yeah, yeah he lost. Uh, everything he does is impressive. He's a freak athlete, he's crazy powerful. You know, he can probably bend a cage in half if he wanted to. He
1: does some good heel work too. He's really starting to work on his personality. He's yeah. always he's always had the wrestling ability, but yeah. the personality side kind of kind of lacked a he, little bit. And it's he coming. He kind of
0: got that going in uh, Impact when he was yeah. the top heel there, but he didn't have to do it so much since he came back to WWE because they had MVP with him or he had Leo Rush with him.
1: Right, well, he was with Lana for a minute. He so he's always had, a, you know, a side piece there. Yeah, uh, mouthpiece.
2: <laughs> Not side piece. You're going to him a trouble with his wife I mentioned now. Lana. <laughs> so, Mark, you remember this weekend we played a funny little game on the Xbox? Uh-huh. And it was all about, you know, inventing things and in a pitch? Yeah. You have one minute to uh-huh. pitch the match you talked about, the one we're talking about here, the steel cage match. Pitch this thing to an unsuspecting person to convince them they have to see this match go. Okay,
0: so you got a guy that, Big E, who was your champion that a lot of people would say stole the title from Lashley, took advantage of him. So Lashley wants his payback, but he's going about it the wrong way. And then he's getting his buddies to jump Big E, so they're going to move on to a cage. So no outside interference. They're going to settle it like men. They're going to do, there's no rules in a cage match, pinfall submission escape, and just going to two big burly beefcake guys just beating the hell out of each other for probably
2: a good 20 minutes. So two men in a cage, protected against all outside forces until one man is standing. Pretty much. Nice. Yeah. nice. And I, I
0: apologize for using the term beefcake. It just, uh, just popped out of my mouth.
2: We're, we're all welcoming Mark back from his trip to the 1930s. <laughs> Narch, if you had to sell that, that promo, let's say you're just selling it as a promotional Say this is a match you got to see, because I believe you probably didn't have an opportunity to watch it, if I remember correctly. I, did,
1: I didn't get to watch all of it. I've, I saw the highlights. Right. So for me, I mean, you take two legendary WWE big men, and again, like Mark said, you've put them inside four walls of steel. And winner take all. I mean, that's really it. Two, two of the bigger names that they've ever seen in WWE. Four sides of steel. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Once it goes into the cage, that you you know they mean business. So, right. and,
0: and what I like is that the match ended by pinfall. It wasn't one where no, somebody the escape. No escape. Yeah. Because WWE is the only company that really does the escape rule in cage yeah. matches. Everybody else, going back to like the NWA or AWA, it was always pinfall or submission.
1: Cage necessary there to keep you okay, in. Yep. <laughs>
0: but never death?
2: Never death. Damn, uh, not yet. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, to be quite honest, that's, you know, as you watch all these weird movies about the future, that's kind of where we're looking. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping we're not alive to see the day where death no. matches actually occur, but... No. Uh, all right, guys. Let's crank on a little bit of history. Oh, we're going to do some birthdays first we're gonna, tonight? We're going to do our birthdays first. Birthdays here. first. All right. Go for it. All right. So we got a few... Uh, Let's see, we got a couple of
0: posthumous. Uh, we got Chief J. Strongbow from, like his birthday would have been this past Monday. And Bruno Sammartino will have his birthday tomorrow. Longest reigning. Longest reigning. Eight years as world champion. Champ. Then, uh, let's see, we got John Morrison had a birthday on Sunday. Johnny Drip Drip. Johnny Drip Drip. America's Moist Wanted, which Stacey always cringes at my wife. <laughs> uh,
2: you ever notice a lot of women don't like the word moist? No, <laughs> that's true. Uh, we should just say it a lot just for the female listeners. Everybody yeah. together on three. One, two, three. Moist. Moist.
0: Uh, let's see. Linda McMahon, the wife of Vince McMahon, former CEO of the WWE, is, I don't know her age. And again, I'm a gentleman, so I wouldn't say it anyway. She's 29 and holding. That's right. Barry Darso, uh, Demolition Smash, Crusher Khrushchev, Repo Man. Hold The Man, on of, on. The man of a Million uh, Gimmicks. Black top bully. The blacktop we, we Bully. Blacktop Bully. going. On uh, also on the sixth, so you've met him. I have met him. He was at one of the cons. Him and uh, demo with uh, with Axe. This
1: is the third con. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's see. That's a, This is the Comic Con. Yeah, <laughs> the the
0: Miz has birthday on the eighth this week on Friday.
2: He's on dancing with the stars right Dance now. He's still the, on. he's well he's the reality TV guy, right? right, right. He's been doing a lot of reality stuff. I understand
1: stuff. he's one of the favorites on he's, this. He, from what
2: I've heard he's doing well. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. He's, So he's got the athleticism part down, right? Yeah. So he's got he's full of energy, he's yeah. got the breathing patterns. So if he can do the dancing moves and follow whoever's trainer/partner slash is yeah, I, I could actually believe that a guy from what I saw be episode great.
1: episode one they they laid him out as the favorite I yeah. mean the stuff he was doing just it was incredible I mean really I don't watch a whole lot but I watched his highlight video and the way he was able to move and twist and do the things he was right. doing very impressive here's a,
2: here's a brown M&M because we didn't actually have one today a real one so here's one because you brought dancing dancing with the stars up anybody listening post on this podcast when it comes up. Who would you like to see from the WWE, male or female, get onto the cast of Dancing with the Stars or some other reality show, which is a fish out of water type scene? So I don't want to hear about you want them to go on Stone Cold scene or to go on you know, American Gladiators type crap. Put them in a place where they don't belong. And The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and all that stuff—they don't count. Let's not do that. So you're talking
0: like a mass Singer kind of?
2: Yeah. Put Sur- them on Surviv- put them Survivor, Big, singer, brother, yeah. uh, well, Survivor Big Brother, yeah. John was on Survivor we, yeah, once. They could do that. Yeah. It was. John Morrison, was oh, on Survivor. Right.
1: Now, he wasn't in WWE at the time, no, though, right? It was, no. it was the Impact, or? I think he was, yeah, Impact.
0: Okay. Okay, so the other birthday I got here is another posthumous one. The great Eddie Guerrero, his birthday will fall on Saturday. And that would, I believe, make him 54 if our uh, conversation a couple weeks ago is accurate. Yep. But, again, one of my very favorite guys. Gone uh, too young. Gone way too young. Yep. So yeah, so that's gonna that's our birthday list this year. Oh no, week. no, you missed one. Did I miss one? You missed yeah, Stevie Richards they're, 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 they're they're taking over, like baby. Dancing Stevie Richards from the Blue World Order had a birthday on the my eyes are failing me. The ninth coming Five. up? So on Saturday it'll be his birthday. So happy birthday to all of these guys and uh Mrs. McMahon
1: also. I got to hang with Stevie's uh, longtime tag partner, friend, Mike Bucci. Supernova. Uh, Hollywood Nova, Supernova, Simon Dean, uh, last weekend in Kentucky. Great guy. We got to talk the business a little bit. He told me some of his favorite guys. Uh, So very cool. But yeah, happy birthday to Stevie Richards. We met him a few years ago. That guy's in great shape still. Yeah. yeah. He might be a
2: DDP yoga guy. Yeah.
0: So we got a few things on. Mark's rushing us on here. We got 15
1: minutes, Mark. We're good, brother.
0: We're a lot good. Of
2: time. Let's go, uh, let's skip backwards now because yeah. we uh, changed the segment up a little bit and you guys will have to uh, bear with us. We we're trying to figure out the best flow for this whole thing. And well, we're fifth episode, there. we're still getting there. Yeah. So, uh, how about some JTR history? Let's hear All about right. what happened so, in the past.
0: So, this is kind of a somber edition of JTR history because there's not a lot of happy news in this one. But uh, on, uh, let's see, October 4th, 1975. Twin engine Cessna of heading to Legion Stadium in Wilmington, North Carolina from Charlotte had a crash out as they were approaching Wilmington Airport. This is notable because it's the plane crash involving Ric Flair when he broke his back. Also had David Crockett, Bob Bruggers, Tim Woods, and Johnny Valentine. Valentine wound up paralyzed and had to end his career from that plane crash, Narge.
1: Yeah, that's what I'd heard. I know they told Flair that he'd never wrestle again, and you know, here we yep. are.
0: Uh, October 5th, 2000, Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara signed with WCW. <laughs>
1: and a great career move. Yeah, we can, we can forget about that. That one's yeah. pretty forgettable. Especially Ed Ferrara.
0: He's kind of a waste of space. Yeah. Uh, I hated what he did with Oklahoma when he was making fun of JR for no
1: reason. Absolutely terrible. Ruined J- uh, JR's relationship with Dr. Steve Williams. Yep,
0: yep. So also on the 5th, another uh, sad day. It was uh, Bad Blood 1997, In Your House which is notable for being the first Hell in a Cell match Undertaker and Shawn Michaels but probably more importantly Brian Pillman was found dead in his hotel room in Bloomington Minnesota that day at the age of 35 from a uh, I think it was a genetic heart uh issue.
1: Yeah, I think so. I know, you know, there was a lot of rumors around it, but he was supposed to work Dude Love that night, right? Gold Dust. Was it Gold Dust? Yeah, okay, I thought it was Dude Love.
0: Yeah, and I think they they were supposed to have Terry Turn on Gold Dust and go with Pillman.
1: That's right. They were doing the angle where the yeah. Or Servant or whatever yeah, it was. he Marlena
0: for 30 days or something like that. But running down the other part of this, I'm just going to run the rest of the Bad Blood card because it's it's actually not bad. Uh, three on two handicap, Legion of Doom against The Nation, which was D-Lo, Kama, and The Rock. Uh, tag team match, uh, you look like this, Marco. The uh, minis, the, the little guys, Max Mini and Nova, not the same Nova, <laughs> against Mosaic and Tarantula from Mexico. And I forget who won. It doesn't say who won on these.
1: I could have done without the mini matches back in the Attitude Era. Yeah, it was fun when they'd
0: run around Sunny and she. That yeah, was get about all, it. I like Mini
1: Vader. Mini Vader, yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. World Tag Team Title Match. The Headbangers lost their titles to the Godwins with Uncle Cletus. It was huh? after Hillbilly
1: Jim was gone. Was that uh, Cletus? Uh, was that Dutch Mantel or no? Mm, it was somebody no, different? Different, right?
0: different guy. Okay. Uh, let's see. After that, we have the Intercontinental Tournament. Uh, finals after Austin had to vacate because of his broken neck. And Owen Hart won the tournament over Farouk after Austin hit Farouk with the belt because he wanted Owen to win so he could beat him for the title later. Oh, yeah. Which is just good psychology, if you ask me.
1: I'm listening. I was Googling Uncle Cletus. That was Tony Anthony, so he was the dirty white boy. Dirty white boy, yeah. And T.L. Hopper.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I told Stacy, my wife, that Tony Anthony was called
2: the dirty white boy. And she's like, you
0: can't say that.
1: That was his name. (laughs) That was his name.
0: He had a valley, the dirty yeah. white girl. Yeah, Marky actually
2: an '80s rock band called Dirty White Boy, right? Yeah. Oh, it, well, his other too. gimmick
1: was TL Hopper, and a he plumber. was a plumber. Yep. So do the math for the TL. <laughs> it Was the toilet lid hopper so uh, terrible?
0: So moving on, eight man tag because you know Vince loved the uh, the gang warfare in 1997. You have the DOA, the Disciples of Apocalypse, which is Eight Ball Chains Crush and Skull against Los Bariquas, which is. Jesus Castillo, Jose Estrada, Miguel Perez, and Savio Vega. They had this match every month on pay-per-view. <laughs> it's kind of forgettable. Uh, tag team flag match. This actually was a fun match. I remember this. The Patriot Invader against Bret Hart and the Bulldog.
1: It was uh, Yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, the Hart
0: Foundation won. It was when they were trying Vader as a babyface, which just always seemed weird to me
1: to have him as a babyface. Yeah, no, I always, I, I, it was a much better heel yeah, um, was the baby? Fa- I don't know. How, was it when he was doing Boy Meets World there for a minute? I don't know if that, that was, was in that relation. Was 96, that was ninety six. So was was a was later then. Yeah. Okay,
0: but uh, yeah, he was Frankie Stakino's dad on Boy Meets World.
1: <laughs> Frank Frankie's ripped now. He's in yeah, great in shape, shape actually. <laughs> Mark, you would know uh, Frankie. He was on what was the other show on? Ethan Soupley
0: from My Name yeah, Is Ethan Earl. Yeah, Ethan
1: Supley.
2: on what? My Name Is Earl. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, real big guy. He's like. Jacked now. Right. He lost all that weight. Yeah, yeah, Looks he great. lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. He's great. Yeah. And uh, then,
0: uh, yeah. Then of course the Hell in a Cell match. Taker and Shawn Michaels' debut of Kane in that match.
1: Yeah, fantastic way great to match. debut somebody. Man,
0: Michaels was bleeding like a bastard in that oh, match. Oh yeah. I think he had to get stitches inside his face.
2: <laughs> well, in 2009, The Undertaker defeated CM Punk in a Hell in a Cell match yes, on he October did.
0: 4th. Yeah. Huh? Yes, he did. That was a good feud, Punk and Taker, back then. Punk and also, Taker
2: could, could have main-evented Bania. Should yeah. have. Should back have. in 1993, Marcus Alexander Bagwell <laughs> and Too Cold Scorpio defeated the Nasty Boys. He was a uh, WCW uh, World you, Tag Team title You saw
0: Tukul Scorpio on that GCW show. He wrestled uh, Effie.
2: Effie. Yes. <laughs> well, he was yeah. a WCW World Tag Team title yes, he was. champion in 1993.
0: Yep, and Buff went on to be on Gigolos later on.
2: <laughs> and we won't give Kyler
1: grief. We did mention the Nasty Boys, but if you've listened to our previous <laughs> episode, you know Kyler's here tonight, and every time I
2: oh, tell Brian him nasty. I mentioned
1: it, he's like, come on, Dad.
2: So, so. This one's for Andrea Lynch. Back in uh, two thousand nine, Randy Orton defeated John Cena in a Hell in a Cell match to win the WWE Championship on October fourth. One of his many reigns,
0: right? Right. That's uh, people always complain that they wrestled too often, but that's still one of my favorite feuds in WWE.
1: Oh yeah, I think it. You know, looking back years from now, you've got to go Cena um, Orton as a. Th- those are the you know they came up together, so yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it one more time. To be honest, no, I mean if they. They get better with age in, in their case. I'm kind of surprised they haven't done the Saudi thing with those two. To be honest, yeah. that seems like a good spot. So
2: so 2009, Cena, Orton, Hell in a Cell, maybe that'll be the throwback match next time.
3: Uh,
0: we can, we'll think about it. it could, we'll definitely have a Cena-Orton match somewhere in our throwback. But that will not be the case this week because we've already got it figured out. And uh, we mentioned Brian Pillman in our, uh, in our history segment So our throwback, we thought it was only fitting to pay tribute to Flying Brian at the time with maybe the, I would say probably his best match.
1: Oh, hands down, best, yeah, absolutely, Uh, best in-ring work, just fantastic. This really elevated him. Oh, yeah,
0: and it also elevated uh, his opponent. So in uh, February 92, on Leap Day, February 29th, at Super Brawl, it was Brian Pillman defending the light heavyweight championship, I believe, against Jushin Thunder Liger.
1: WWE Hall of Famer, Jushin Thunder NXT
0: alum, Jushin Thunder Liger. For one night, he wrestled on NXT.
1: And this is a match they, this was an awesome match. They redid this match years later for the opening of uh, Monday Nitro. First
0: match on the first Nitro was Liger and uh, Pillman. And it was good, but
1: this one, this is the one to focus on. This was
0: actually, actually, I was wrong. This is the rematch. Uh, Liger had beaten Pillman previously for the title, so this was Pillman getting his return match.
1: Oh, even better. Yeah.
0: And Pillman, man, in '92, he was the white meat baby face. He had the perm, and he had the the Bengal tiger trunks on, and uh, the just the fans loved him. He was so over back then. This is like three years before he did the whole loose cannon angle.
1: Yeah, after this, the yellow dog angle was after this, right? Him and uh, that kinda, was before this. That was that was, before that this. was in '91. Okay. I remember that as a kid, the yellow yeah. dog thing, because you know, as that a kid, the, I was like, "Oh, that's Brian Pillman," and everybody's yeah. like, "No, it's not."
0: <laughs> well, that was Pillman, but they had done the yellow dog thing in Florida like ten years right. before with Barry Windham. Yeah. So yeah, so this match—if you've never seen a Brian Pillman match, this would be the one I would suggest, and I think Narge would agree with me on that.
1: No, yeah, hands down, um, this is a great one. Uh, He's—I mean—he's got a lot of good moments. It's, it's unfortunate he passed away when he did it. The, the Hummer accident, even more unfortunate, because I really think he would have been main event yeah. level talent had that not that happened. That accident
0: completely changed. He couldn't do the high-flying stuff anymore, right. which was really what he counted on. He had really.
1: to heavily rely on his promo skills and his character, which, I mean, had he still had the moves with the character he was building. it would be special. The stuff he was doing with Kevin Sullivan in the end, the Booker man, yeah. all of that. he was He was there. Had he not gotten this accident, it just, I think yeah. him and Austin would have really done something special in I WWE.
0: I heard a story, and I don't know how true it is. I was on Bischoff's podcast once where they were planning, because they, they put Pillman in the Horseman with Double A and Flair and Benoit. And he said there was a rumor that there was going to be a uh, splinter where it was going to be Flair and uh, Flair and Double A with like Luger and maybe Sting. As, and then Pillman and went, or Windham, Pillman and Benoit would turn on them, turn heel, and then they would bring in Austin and somebody else as a Splinter Horseman. Oh wow! And I thought that would have been so cool if that would have happened. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason, then they wound up doing the Booker Man angle with uh, Kevin Sullivan. Pillman walked out and conned the entire <laughs> WCW.
1: Promised um, them he'd be back. He
0: convinced. <laughs> the WCW legal team to give him a legitimate release so he could make it look like he had gotten fired. And then he took that and sent it to WWF and got a contract out of it. So, yeah, he might be smarter than all of us. And he was one of my favorites. I've got a Pillman T-shirt at home. I've got the ECW Pillman shirt, yeah, which I've never worn. So it's still <laughs> in great condition. And, uh, yeah, so on the 5th will be the, well, that's today. Yeah. So today, as we record, is the 20, math, 24th anniversary of Brian Pillman's passing. And before we get to next episode, in that time, we will come across uh, Eddie Guerrero's anniversary of his passing also.
1: Uh, one of the last matches Eddie Guerrero wrestled was here locally uh, before he passed away. He wrestled a house show here in Champaign, Illinois, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was the week after we we saw him at that show.
0: Did you ever see when Pillman and Guerrero wrestled and Bobby Heenan dropped an F-bomb?
1: Yeah, yeah, because he (laughs) grabbed him by the net. Bobby just had surgery, right? And
0: Heenan had had a rule. He said, do not touch me. (laughs) And Pillman went rogue. He grabbed a hold of him, and he's like, what the
2: fuck are you doing?
1: Yep, Yeah, he legit On live television. Yeah, Yeah.
2: (laughs) and now
0: we've done so on a recorded podcast. (laughs) But uh, the best part is Heenan afterwards said, I still like him.
1: Yeah, I think they all worked it out backstage, but that was a moment, and I remember that and thinking. Yeah. "Whoa!"
2: Do you think it was authentic or just? No, pardon? it, was, it I mean, was real. It was an authentic moment, but do you think there was it was more of a shock than an anger thing to begin no, with? No, it was anger. Really? Was wow. He huh. was pissed. He was legitimately hurt. He'd had an M- he was major, nervous, and surgery.
0: Pillman had a referee in, unpredictable at the time. He had been doing this loose cannon gimmick. Okay. So nobody knew what he was going to do from time to time except for gotcha.
1: Pillman. He was towing the line of. Yeah, reality. he was, work, he was right working on. the boys.
0: Yep, to use a use a phrase, but uh, but yeah, he was one of the great ones. Never got his due. Never really had a chance to get his due. Uh, no, Pillman. He, you game. know,
1: the, he went to ECW and he cut some good. I mean, he had a similar uh, path that Steve Austin had. Left WCW, yeah. went to ECW, cut these fantastic promos. Again, had this accident not happen. Who knows what we'd be talking about? So, I, I think everything is different, yeah. to be honest.
0: So if he lived, he would be 59 by this point, I think, if my math is right. What would he be doing right now if he was still alive? Would he be working with his, with his son? Would his son have even gotten in the business?
1: Uh, and, and who, hard telling, because I know, you know there was talk there on the dark uh, side of the How old was he when he died?
0: 35. And he'd be and, 59 now? And he died in 97. He was
2: 35. So he'd be 59 now. Yeah. I'm 53 now, and I'm going to tell you what he'd be doing. Walking slower, waking up with a lot of pain, and I don't wrestle, never have, so I can guarantee if I'm waking up in any pain, he'd be waking up in more. That's so, what he'd be doing So like now. Sting. Sting. Jake yes. the Snake. Right.
1: Uh,
0: uh, good thoughts to Jake, by the way. We heard, got some... Uh, reports he's been in uh kind of ill health lately
1: but he's back he he was on AEW dark well, this back? past week good to know from what i understand the the grim details that came out were not true he'd actually had surgery on his foot okay um and he said that he's he's all good and he was back this week so cool, cool. so
2: what you're saying is the grim details were just another storyline just yeah you know a <laughs> lot of <laughs> it was it, a ru- rumor and <laughs> innuendo
1: a lot of rumor out there um i don't know i don't i i from what I understand on the dark side of the ring episode, I'm pretty sure that Pillman had talked about getting out of the business fairly young. If I remember uh, his sister, Linda talking about it. So I don't know. I don't think, you know, I'm hoping he would have repaired that relationship with his kids. That was kind of fractured because of him going,
0: Oh, Brian jr. Was Oh, that's right. He was Melanie's. Yeah. So, yeah, but Brian, little Brian was just a toddler when Pillman senior died. Yeah, no,
1: I'm thinking of his, his His first first daughter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's a it's a big uh, what-if. You know, there's, a, there's so many what-ifs in the wrestling business these days. So, yeah, all you can do is speculate. And uh, what I will choose to do, and I'm sure Nard will, will just uh, look back on I'm Brian with fondness and watch his matches and just keep on enjoying it like we always have.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, so I think... We got a few seconds left. I'm gonna actually throw a curveball, Marco, because sometimes oh, we'll throw we'll throw a second. Only
2: doing this because tonight is the first day of the playoffs, right. And we're all cheering for the Red Sox, right? Yeah. Okay. That's we're all right. we are all cheer. We don't have a disagreement. We all cheer for the Red Sox because we hate the damn Yankees, right? <laughs> Except for Anthony Rizzo, he's good, but uh, he's on the wrong team.
0: A couple episodes ago, we had a Brown Eminem where uh, we asked what people would want to ask Vince McMahon if they had one question. And we got a, uh, we got an answer for that from my brother, actually, John, who does not have social media, but he is a loyal listener to the show. And he asked, and his, his wording is so succinct, he said, so the Montreal screw job is a work, right? <laughs> so
1: that's the, mean, that's the rumor. That's right? the rumor.
0: If you listen to Cornette, it wasn't. But if you listen to Michaels, I think he says it
1: was. Yeah, so by a work mark it means that it was it was story that you know that this was all planned and what the Montreal Screwjob was it was a
0: title match. Uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Bret was on his way out of the WWF to WCW and he was the world champion at the time. So this, the the uh, plan plan finger quotes was for the match to go to a like a double DQ Schmaz and then Bret would come out the next night and hand over the title and walk away, but. The uh, the legend goes that nobody trusted him. Actually, nobody trusted Bischoff more than that because they had a previous incident where their ladies champion brought their title to WCW and threw it in the trash can. So they were afraid that was going to happen with Brett. So they ginned up this finish where when Sean put Brett's finish on, which is a sharpshooter, it's a leg lock, the referee called for the bell before there was any sort of submission. And then the referee hightailed it out of the ring and, Everything just went to shit. Brett, oh, Brett yelled at Brett Spit it, on, Vince on boost, Threw the monitors off the commentary. Just, added, he did not take it well.
1: No, it did not go over well. Years later, people look back and think it was all planned out, and this was a ploy the, 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 the to send Brent stamp. to WCW, and eventually he would come back. Um, you know, go there and do his thing, which he was very underutilized in right. WCW, it was very mishandled. Yeah.
0: And he never really got a chance to come back because he got that kick in the head from Goldberg yeah. that effectively
1: ended his career. Yeah, had a concussion and then a stroke.
2: So
0: that's a, one of the age-old questions in wrestling was the Montreal a work. So, so I,
2: what do you think?
0: I, I'm inclined to say it was.
2: Okay, and what do you think? I don't
1: think so. I, I really think, genuine. I think Vince is protective of his property, and uh-huh. I think he legitimately thought something was going to happen, and, you know, that's, 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 that's where sense. I'm at on that. So, yeah. so
0: I, almost, I almost think it was a work, but Brett didn't know that.
1: Uh, how's that work? <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs>
2: So he was the only guy not in on the job is what it is, right? Right. Everybody mm-hmm. else was Which is was what doing I'm saying, yeah, I yeah. think, you know. But
0: there are other stories that Taker didn't know either. Taker was a gorilla.
1: Well, I've heard, yeah, where Vince or Bruce Taker put Vince in a room or Bruce or.
0: Bruce and Vince, Bruce and Taker were a gorilla, which is the table at the entranceway where people come in and out. And he had been sitting there watching the whole show because he wasn't on TV at the time. So then right before the main event, Bruce said to Taker, why don't you go into another room because the camera's going to be in here. So they didn't want to show him on.
2: Right, like, right.
0: So he left, and then they did this. So Taker thought that Vince and Bruce Pritchard had got him out of there to protect <laughs> hit themselves from uh, getting their ass kicked. Because Taker was kind of the captain of the locker room, and he was very defensive of the boys, and he didn't want to see anybody getting screwed over.
2: That makes sense, makes
0: sense. And after the show, he cornered Vince and said, just basically wanted to know what the hell was going on, because he didn't want to look stupid. Because you know he didn't he. I guess he had kept the locker room from like revolting over it. All right. This yeah. is just the story I've heard, like eight hundred and fiftieth hand in. Anybody story, listening
1: you know? to this has probably heard this story one of eight different ways. Oh yeah. Tell uh, us dark, the version you heard. Dark side of the ring has an episode, and, yeah. but and that's something we can revisit later on. I know we're getting here close to the end. I do want to go back real quick because this is gonna debut on Thursday, right? So yep. this weekend, if you're looking for anything to watch, we wouldn't be proper fanboys if we didn't discuss game changer wrestling's uh big
2: G C W Yes,
1: their big uh fight club show this Saturday in Atlantic City, the main event, John Moxley against Nick Gage. This has been building for years. Um, it should be a violent affair. Not only that, we're gonna uh, Matt Cardona is putting his career on the line against Effie, like yep, we talked about. Yep. Uh, special appearance by Hall of Famer Mick Foley. That's so, big. Mick Mankind, That dude's a legend. He is showing yes. up. Even I know who he is. Uh, Leo Rush is on the card. Atticus Kogar against Jordan Oliver. That'll two of my personal match. favorites. I yeah, love those guys. Match. Second Gear Crew, Mance Warner, our favorite indie guy. Uh, AJ Gray, Matthew Justice against, against their partner from. The War Game show, Alex Cologne, G-Raver, and Akira. It's kind of weird that Cologne
0: is teaming up with G-Raver after the match they had in L.A.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's an odd thing. you know. And who's, and GCW the third, does who's, who's the third guy on that team? His name's Akira. Well, I don't know much I'm, about I'm him. not familiar with him. Alex Zane, who, uh, again, was just on WWE 205 Live, is uh, wrestling Ninja Mac. Nice. And then everybody's favorite bad boy, Joey Janela. And Marco stunt against the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson, and Starboy Charlie. So, okay, the, the show is stacked. Yep. I mean, it is uh Saturday night. This is probably what I'll be doing. I don't, I don't think I have Saturday. Plans, this is GCW,
2: so yeah, GCW. is yeah. another one of those things we could pay per view somewhere. It, it's, it's on, on fight. fight TV. What yeah, yep. time
1: Atlantic City? Atlantic it'll, City, so it'll, it'll be here be on early. Time. It'll be Saturday time. It'll be in the middle of the night. It says 8 p.m. there, so it would probably seven. be 7 here. Yeah, how about
2: we uh. Y'all listen to the episode, you comment when you listen to the episode, and you let us know, would you like us to, first of all, watch the entire match, the whole sure. production, the whole show, excuse me, and maybe maybe do some kind of uh, commentary during the show and put it together for you guys.
1: Yeah, like I said, I think I'm free Saturday. Are you gigging?
0: Uh, no. I, last I checked, I'm not gigging.
1: i have so. to check with my wife on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm free Saturday. I got... Uh got something going Sunday. Shout out to
2: Dwayne Carter. That's whose birthday.
1: Dwayne, oh, Dwayne, Dwayne this big Friday fan night, of the show.
2: Folks, this Friday night, if you're not doing anything else, and of course you're gonna hear about this Thursday, sorry for the late notice, but this Friday night, seven PM, one tease in Champaign, Illinois, giant birthday party for one of our favorite listeners, Dwayne Carter. I believe it's his 50th birthday. This is it. He's over the hill. This is, this is, ah, shut the fuck up. Uh,
1: (laughs) He's almost caught up to you.
2: (laughs) I'll tell you what, as soon as I'm in the ground, he'll catch up three years later. Uh, But but, uh, if y'all are there, y'all go out, get a drink, my boy. Um, But Saturday night, we should discuss, maybe we'll do this. We have uh, also going to have an in-studio guest at our next show. Yeah. Uh, It's a surprise guest. I would love to announce it now, but I can't. But Mum uh,
0: is the word.
2: I can tell you now that he's not a wrestler. It's a wrestling fan, but he's somebody very near and dear to all of us. And uh, he's going to be coming in for a one-time only. <laughs> uh, he has more Stephen Smith in him than I think even Steven Smith has in him. So you're going to uh, be Skip
0: Bayless nerd.
2: That might be. Hey, that's possible. <laughs> that's okay. We can both defend the Cowboys of this schmuck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, So the format next time around... May be a little more divergent only because we're going to have to play to the strengths of our guest. Yeah. But we don't know what they are yet. We have to ask him. <laughs> yep.
0: There will be a pre interview. A pre interview. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Lots
2: of shots. Are you going to be okay with this? <laughs> so, yeah,
0: that's going to happen here in two weeks. We'll have a guest. We'll talk about uh, any number of things. AEW, I'm sure, is going to have big news coming up. More we probably, probably have surprises from this week's show. Yeah, whoever about. that
1: Joker is, I think we'll talk about that yeah. for sure. So we'll
0: come up with the cool throwback, another, uh, you know, or what to watch.
1: Hey, Halloween's coming up. Out one of me. my favorite
0: pay-per-views. Yes. Uh, Maybe we'll do the Chamber of Horrors from 1991. I love that
2: match. Me but. too. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's so good.
0: It's awesome. And All
2: right. Now I've got a couple of questions for the audience. All right. Number one, we've been discussing the idea of doing a live audience-included session. Uh, we're not quite to the point where we can do a full live stream and do a show and have it go out at the same time, but we've been discussing the idea of doing a show in a room where we can have an audience and we can have a mic and we can have the audience participate. We'd like to know if people would be interested in that. And if so, you know, just tell us why and what you'd like us right. to deal with in that case. And
0: it will be in Champaign, Illinois. It will it would
2: be in Champaign. We, Illinois. Do, not, just, we do not travel <laughs> yeah, unless, <laughs> unless you're flying us somewhere. Right. We don't travel, but, uh, In Champaign, Illinois, a live, you know, a one-off just to see and get everybody involved. And Uh, if it goes
0: well, we'll do more. We'll get maybe to get guests another time, do a watch-along of something, you know. it's uh, The possibilities are endless, but we want to kind of put our toe in the water with it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Second thing, uh, we have been discussing the idea of whether or not we want to get into any kind of merchandising. We want to know. Is that something anybody cares about right now? I, uh, we believe we're young enough right now at this that, you know, this is the time to start thinking about all the directions we could possibly right. go. Uh, we'd want to know if you guys care. And if so, if there was merchandise coming from because everybody makes T-shirts and hats, but right. is there something you would like? And if any of you tell us you want thongs or something, it's not happening.
0: Uh, jumping the rail soap on a rope. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now I said that. Now people are like, I
2: want that. You know what? Soap's cheap. That's true. We just find a guy with an engraver like a MakeBot and just engrave sculptor. our logo in it. A soap sculptor. <laughs> hey, dude, we need 100 JTR soaps. <laughs> uh, but uh, And then the next thing I wanted to ask, because I, as you guys all know, I'm not a real wrestling guy, but I know about the wrestling people and all that. I'm a movie guy. And I'd like to hear from everybody there about what your favorite movie is that has a wrestler as a Major or minor co-star. So I don't want one where, you know, so-and-so wrestler was in the background in a scene. I want them to have lines. I want them to matter to the movie. I want you to tell us what movies or TV shows have had wrestling, professional wrestling stars in them that you really dig and why. I think that'd be a cool thing, and I think that might be a cool subject for us to discuss one time that is off the wrestling circuit... But it's, it's on to more of a popular, like, uh, what do they call that, pop con or? Pop culture. Pop culture. Yeah, you know? no. It'd be a pop culture reference yeah, That's
1: thing. a fun segment. It would break things up, and you've yeah. already got me thinking. I've got a movie in mind. i is trying to
2: figure out which wrestler might have been handling the grip job on Ghostbusters, I well, promise you. Well,
1: you, you took Roadhouse away from me. Terry Funk's in that. <laughs> and right. He's a minor part. And over the top, a, we're Stallone face. Paradise Alley. And, you know so terry funk he, shout out is well, if the we're doing bacon sidekick, if we're doing so. bacon
2: verse i mean we got Stallone was in over the top and Stallone was in rocky and of course thunderlips <laughs> was in rocky that's true
0: the ultimate yeah, the male. ultimate male versus the ultimate beatball we <laughs> in appreciate the flesh, baby. we
2: really appreciate you guys listening yes. and we're trying to grow this so if you're hearing things you don't like tell us if you're hearing things right. you really like tell us more importantly tell the rest of the world what you're hearing and what you think and let's get more people involved yep. in this because that would be yep. awesome.
0: Yep. Like us, subscribe, leave comments, you know, feedback. What you want to hear, what you want to see. You know, we put links up on our Facebook page and our Insta all the time of matches, interviews, whatever. If there's anybody you want to see, you let us know. We'll put it up there.
1: Every Tuesday, the top ten.
0: Every Tuesday, we do a top ten now of various categories. Today was the greatest annual tournaments outside of the major commo- major promotions.
1: Let's end the show. What was number one? Number one was the
0: G1 Climax, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Not not a big surprise there. But no. we had like the Battle of Los Angeles, TPI, Best of the Best, all those kind of tournaments in North America.
1: We we do a lot of unique Top Ten Tuesdays. I don't. They're yeah. not your cookie cutter Top Ten no. wrestlers things usually, like that. Mark usually Nard dis-
0: usually Narch does disagree with me on always one. actually. But so. if there's a topic <laughs> you guys want to hear us do a Top Ten on, same deal. Put us put it on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, comment in the podcast, and we'll uh, probably make that happen. So,
2: and one last thing, oh, yes, sir. <clears throat> the show's run about ninety minutes. Today's show looks like it's going to be about a hundred. Uh, number one, show length. Are you guys good with it? Is it too long? Too short? Tell us what you think. Number two, frequency. Too frequent? Not frequent enough? We really we want to mold this po- podcast to the listeners because I think all three of us are really really excited about making this work. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, and man. there've been. You know, we run into the every two week thing does work, doesn't work. We don't know. Tell us what you guys want so we can have a discussion amongst ourselves because we can do a lot of things, but we're not going to do things that people don't want us to.
1: No, yeah. The most valuable voice in this whole thing is not the three of us. It is the listener's voice. Yes. You know, we could sit here and talk every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, but if we're not getting the listens and we're not getting the feedback, we can't cater to you. And that's what we're
2: here to do. Yeah. And we would like to make a special invitation to Tony. Oh, yeah. Thank you. To Tony. Tony, Tony. 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 We would love to talk to you. You've got an upstart badass business going on. You're competing directly with Vince. I know at least one guy in this room thinks you're doing a hella job and doing a better job than Vince right now. That's me.
0: Now I do now I'm gonna say I do think Tony's doing a hell of a job.
1: Oh backpedaling. I am not backpedaling. No no and on that folks <laughs> will now
0: I do think he can do a better job. But for being two years in the business, he's doing a great job.
1: He, he is he is and you know again Tony if you're listening we'll tag you let's let's tag him on all social okay. media Tony we're here we're in champaign Urbana we'll
0: go to Papa Del's. we'll do it live while we get a pizza yeah
1: Pop, we'll we'll do Papa whatever Del's. we'll we'll hit up all the old haunts from when you were here and uh, we we let's will make it give, happen we
0: will give you the star treatment we'll give you a ride in Narge's uh, what kind of car you have It's, an, uh, the it's a Narge mobile 2016
1: Chevrolet Impala oh
0: that's that's riding in style I would offer you to ride you my mini, country Wind, mini windows
1: are tinted so you don't have to worry about yeah. people hounding you. We'll take you out, Tony, like you said. Don't the the tags say Narge on them? We'll go down to Cam's for old times. I'm sure they'd love to see you don't drink the draft beer at Cam's.
0: (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I'd offer to drive you my Mini Cooper, but that'd be very uh, cramped. (laughs) So I guess it's a good time to wrap it up. So until next time, for Marco and for Narge, for Kyler in the other room watching baseball, this is Mark. We'll see you in two weeks. See you guys later.
2: Go Red Sox. Yeah.